Ellis, but you're listening to the What Ails Ya podcast. Uh, welcome to another episode of What Ails Ya. Uh, I have to say, this was one of the greatest two and a half hours of, of recorded podcast history ever. Uh, after this was said and done, Peter did say, I think Quain just got out And And uh, you'll hear why. You will actually really, and it's, it's amazing. It is really amazing. Uh, we're, going to, we're going to back to Sarasota. It has been a few years. It's been about two years since I've been in Sarasota. Maybe two and a half years now. And we're going back. And the reason why we're going back is because Taylor, Taylor Pogue over there at Calusa Brewing has been asking me for a long time to get over there. And, um, and I don't know if you guys remember the last time we were in Sarasota. It's one of everybody's cult classics with us. Uh, it's one of those episodes that a lot of people go, man, don't just don't ever go back to Sarasota again. And, uh, and this is the, this is the exact opposite of that. You know, that horrific car crash that everybody is, you know, that nightmare you've had that you're like, God, you woke up from me. Like I'm never sleeping again. This is the exact opposite of that. This is a lot of fun. Uh, Peter, Bree, and myself, we, we jumped in the car and we had to, we had to Calusa today and it's, it's amazing. It really is. It's, it's, the beers have always been great and I know that and I appreciate that and I love that, but the conversation is, is awesome. Um, and, and they're coming to centermost point, which will be January 18th, 2020. And I figured let's put this episode out closer to, I guess the festival, let's put this episode out after the holidays, but you know what I'm, I'm saying? Screw it. Since it's, it's two and a half hours and you guys are driving around, uh, looking for gifts and great gift ideas. You're, I'm, I don't have any for you. Um, but we kind of said like happy Hanukkah, happy, Merry Christmas, Merry new year, happy Jillian's birthday. Um, it was kind of one of those things. It was just like, and Bree's birthday. Let's just put it out there that, uh, we're going to do it now. So I'm going to jump right into it. Because again, it is two and a half hours, but it's so good. Um, Ed and Taylor, you guys killed it. And thank you. Thank you. And after that, we're going to do a little outro because we have some things to talk about. And then, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Yeah. I, I forgot who was talking. For Oh, no. When you were telling the story of the Mariner, you were like doing that. I was like. Oh, like that. so, no, it's good. You didn't know. You yeah, had no idea. definitely a hand talker. Yeah. Yes, someone someone asked me if I was Italian for that reason. I was like, do I okay. look Italian? <laughs> so here's no. the thing. Are you Jewish, though? No. Are you? Okay. Oh, so because when we, Peter and I were talking about being like when we were making the joke of because we really are Jewish, we we're lighting the menorah this this year um, and every year. It was just like you just jumped on right away with the smoked salmon. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And then you talked about Dr. And then, Brown's and then celery. Cel- yeah, yeah, celery. Celery soda. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, Ed celery sauce. So yeah, yeah, that celery is. soda. That's true. When we see Dr. Brown's here, we see like the root beer, the, the cream uh, soda. The cream is. soda is a big one. But That's the only cream soda. Cream drink. celery. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's no celery. The vegetable. How, how have yeah, I no, never I, done this? I've yeah. never done a cream and a celery and done that together. Someone in, somewhere in New York is doing that. Well, Taylor, really you were close-ish in Pennsylvania. They've got some unusual. Uh, yeah, I had Martin's regi- potato rolls. Yeah, and, uh, regional regional Dutch. drinks yes. though too. I was yes. born and raised where Martin's potato rolls. I've been eating Martin's potato rolls since I couldn't eat Martin's potato well, rolls. We are from Pennsylvania. Yep. So, me too. Yep. Chambersburg. Yeah. Small really? town. I played, no, I played softball there a billion times. I'm are you from serious? Yeah. No one knows what Chambers. I meet like two people in like. I've been here for twenty years. No one's so funny. Wow. Huh. So Ed, I went to Falling Spring Elementary. Really? Yeah, and we can talk about yeah. non-Pennsylvania. Yeah. 
No. Yeah, cuts I mean, down. That's where I moved around. I was eight. No. So oh, okay. cuts down with a K. Yeah. Yep. With a K. Exactly. Yeah. Cuts. C U T Z. Speaking of like and odds potato chips. That's yes. Thing. Oh, I love those. Gibbles. Yeah. Gibbles potato chips. Yeah, we used to. Yeah, yeah. Yep, shoe fly pie. Wow. Yeah, ish. talk what? food as if we're not hungry. Yeah. Silly but, uh, pierogies. <laughs> okay, yeah. shut up. Pierogies. Like, like this is. See, I'm hungry. hungry. <laughs> we have, Peter's dying of heartburn medicine and no no food. So. Get rid. And we're but, taking, um, and we'll taste some double IPAs that should add to the fire. Yeah. Right. Yes. So um, we're Confer- at Calusa. We are. Here we How are. How long did this take us? <sighs> I mean, we opened uh, four years ago, so four, four and a years. half years ago. <laughs> so I started about three years ago. Well, actually, oh, yeah. you will be our th- probably our third year anniversary uh, episode. Nice. It'll be the week before, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So you technically are the... Uh, right on. Yeah. And uh, so... Happy birthday. <laughs> Merry Christmas yeah. to everybody. Happy Hanukkah to everybody. Happy New Year's to everybody. And happy birthday to us. When did you guys open? When did Nicholas open? Uh, officially 2016. Uh, yeah, right? April of 2016. So it was April. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Good. Yeah. God, you guys are coming Man, quick, too. Man, you guys too. got a lot done in a short yeah. amount of time. Holy yeah. hell. Yeah. Yeah, so com- coming up this spring, it'll be four years. That's true. I've been here for two, almost. Uh, Ed's been here since April. The dawn, huh? Oh, actually, yeah, I was the, the first employee here. I, I uh, began in March of that year, so. Okay. Yeah, so I think the guys, the, you know, Vic, uh, Jason, and Jordy, um, you know, Vic and Jordy have been lifelong friends. Uh, both grew up here in Sarasota. Uh, both uh, served in the Navy, and then upon moving back, you know, both had young families. And you know, Jason, uh, our head brewer, is from Southern California. This was the first time he'd ever lived outside of California. Uh, met Jordy really? through a mutual friend. Was just a, a home brewer with an artistic bent and uh, and a really mechanical mind. And and uh, kind of had a liquid resume that got him the job. They moved out here. A lot of these things, you know, take several years and just planning and all that stuff too so there was this whole like the checks in the mail the checks in the mail the licenses in the mail we were waiting and uh, as i was saying to you guys earlier the room uh was essentially the same although it had a few less seats and a lot less barrels okay Uh, we had uh six beers on tap just waiting you know for for that thing to arrive so how many taps right now holy that's a lot uh we began uh with six beers that kind of like went across a pretty good range so guest Um, taps as well or was it okay just six beers and it's one of those things of like you know you're a brand new band like nobody knows you you've got an album it's got 12 songs they're like 10 songs I knew I it's love like, this guy in that way of just like people are like well, well I, you know you're a new band I want like 50 songs it's like no you don't no you don't yep. you don't really no, you know don't. us you know like and in a way like this is our chance to like tell you what it is that we do and who we are and taste what it is uh, you know as well as the practical side effect of the, the first year uh, we didn't have any distribution we didn't do any cans or bottles we only did growlers and many people, you know, in Sarasota, luckily, you know, the path was paid for us by, uh, you know, Big Top, J-Dubs, yeah. Sarasota Brewing Company, a couple of places that had really been here and started to... And MotorWorks is what, like only 20 minutes up? Uh, yeah, minutes about path? that. Yeah, and yeah. MotorWorks up in Bradenton, of course. Yeah, Darwin's. So, so, yeah, in Darwin. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. there was starting to be this, the, the culture. In fact, actually, you know, Jason being from Southern California... Uh, Jordy being stationed in San Diego for 13 years. I think so much about the beer culture there, both in terms of the quality, the variety, but also the presence in Definitely. people's lives. Like the, the function of a tap room, of that growler fills. Some of the biggest roles that you'll have in beer. Like yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. A presence is huge. Like you could sit down at any mm-hmm. and say, okay, we have these same beers that this person, this person, this person. But you want to go, like you go to Asheville, you know damn well what you're doing there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, the presence there is phenomenal. 
<laughs> well, but e- but even but even Asheville in that way, like think if there were the the, the Highland kind of trailblazers yeah. in, in like '96 or whenever. Highland's one of the first uh, yeah. craft beers I yeah. remember but, having. Well, yeah. remember that you know the pop the cap consumer movement in North Carolina was really like the early mid 2000s to raise the alcohol in the state above six percent. That's right. So you're like they'd already been around for ten years almost without having made a beer above six percent, and so like the presence Insane. of of, of, the, of, the, of the brewing culture, like Asheville was really able to kind of create that culture, as you were saying, yeah. uh, Brian, to be like, uh, as you said, this is a destination and craft brewing is not just about the variety that's on the shelf at your grocery store. It's about like the people, the stories, the destinations and being able to like uh, in a very I joke about like the beer petting zoo. You know, you get to come in, try some things, like ask some questions. You might be like curious and motivated, but like, how are you supposed to learn unless you're just like reading or you right. ask That's people or rating? Yeah, I love the rating. It's been two minutes, guys. It's only been two minutes. This is what he's like all the time. Just yeah. has an analogy for it, everything. It's yeah, insane. But it's a, it's it's a like really the, big putting a man on the moon. You know, you first you got to get a team together. I don't know. I'm just trying to make one up to be as good as you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the Brewers Association had 2,600 breweries in the country in 2016, and now we're pushing 8,000. Is that nuts? So to yeah. think about like any other any other business, domestic business has increased in that kind of way, and almost all of it has been in this kind of business model. Now it's easy to say that like, oh, there's smaller companies, there's less overhead, there's less kinds of things, you know, all sorts of things like that. But it has to do, I think, a lot with. Um, when we think about craft beer in general, we think about the reclamation and the exploration of flavor and being like, wow, beer can really taste like this. Or did you know that continental beers, like when they're fresh, they taste like this. And here's a modern American interpretation of this, or you can put that into a beer or whatever. But I think that what those numbers and what we see, like and what you guys have seen and the people you've talked to, is that it's less the reclamation of flavor than the reclamation of the experience of having a beer uh, both in terms of where you are in that moment and where you are like in your community. Yeah, like definitely. what does this mean to me that there was a there was a jukebox uh, at this really hip <laughs> really hip bar that I used to go to when I lived in Pittsburgh. Um, it's still there Kelly's. It's an awesome place. Okay. Had a, had a, For a, some reason the wife wants to go to Pittsburgh and so now I'm like Pittsburgh Don't is P- Pittsburgh is amazing. Yeah. No, no, I mean Pittsburgh has a huge range yeah. of seasons, so it's got a beautiful, yep. pretty cold winter, but really hot summers. Yeah. Okay. Um, so falls. It, it was it was cool. It was cool. I was there from 03 to 08. It was cool then, and even like 10 years later, there's even way more interesting things happening inappropriate and appropriately a ton of a ton of great uh, breweries, but Kelly's had this jukebox. Kelly's was known for having the coolest, uh, you know, bartenders with, you know, tattoos and bad attitudes. So what, but what, kind of, what kind of music was on the jukebox? That was the thing is that it was kind of a mix of like uh, a 50s uh, diner and a goth club inside. So the, so the, so the, so yeah. I just felt, I felt. Bauhaus and Elvis Presley, my favorite I felt, I felt reasonably hip, you know, as a person. <laughs> and I would go in there, I look at the jukebox and just feel so deflated. I was like, I've never heard of any of these groups. <laughs> what? I heard, the, no, that's not true. I heard of The Clash and Sam Cooke. Okay. Were the only two things I'd ever heard of in My that. My favorite mashup. Yeah, and everything else was like Clash the most Cook. obscure punk, this like bizarre Hell alt yeah. country. And I remember thinking like, this is what people feel like when they walk up to a tap list and there you, you don't, and you're like, I like beer, but I don't know what Fat Joe's Ale is. I never heard of a fooder. You're yeah. like, and you don't know who to ask and you don't want, is it worth like grabbing a six pack or a four pack or whatever and like just taking it home to see like, if you like it and then there's no one to really illuminate 
its purpose for you, uh, as well as like, why does it taste like that? What's it for? How is it connected to something else you already enjoy? Uh, back when there were, you know, more record stores, as a concept, you like, I don't know any of these groups. I don't know any of these people in the jukebox. So you ask someone, they're like, hey, you like Stevie Wonder? Okay, you'd also probably like this, 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 this. Yeah. And if you like guitar, heavy metal guitar, you, this guy's a jazz guitarist, but you might like that too. And all of a sudden you find yourself listening to jazz. And I think that that connectivity between styles and the, the only way to navigate, and we don't have our tap list up, but there, as you said, how many beers right. do we had? I somewhat elusively answered your question. Oh, we started with six beers. Now we've got like 16, wow. like 18. Yeah. I mean, like a, a lot. And if everything is Fat Joe's Ale or some like hip band that you never heard of, like how do you begin to navigate it? Do you know? So um, that's a really big part of the human nature of what we do here in the tap room. So I have a question. Yeah. Have you ever listened to the podcast before? No. And you, you right off the bat, like it's funny that the way you're talking right now is how I describe beer, music. Like <laughs> yeah. it is, yeah, I yeah. really do. Yeah. And everybody says the analogies I use based yeah. on music to beer yeah, yeah. is perfect. So you mm -hmm. just doing this right now, because I figured, I was like, I don't think Ed's ever listened, and I, which trust me, I don't mind. It's just one of those things like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm like, there's the longest over the table hug I'm giving you right now going like, because I'm happy yeah. as shit to hear somebody else yeah, well, do, that, do that analogy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah music, I'm up here now. Yeah, music and but. food are the two, are the two pathways, because even when people are like, you know, if you use uh, skiing or something and people will be like, oh, it's like when you're skiing and people are like, you know, I, no, I don't yeah. ski. You know, I'm not sure I understand that. But even people who feel like they're not music experts or they're not like really into food. They still have like a dish from their childhood that they love. And you can or, still or, hum a song. A song. Yeah. You're or there's early, like, yeah, I'm not really into music. But if you play like Billy Joel, Piano Man for them, they're like, oh, I love this song. <laughs> it takes me back. And there's something that they can at least understand the relevance if they're like, they come in, they're like, what is a food or beer? Or they never had anything that had that tart, earthy edge. And you're, and you're sort of like, well, but think about like, you know, this music that you understand it as music, even if you don't know about it yet. Like, you know what jazz is, you know that there's classical and reggae and whatever. Even if you prefer this, you understand that this, this music is for dancing and this music is not. It doesn't mean that it's bad, it just means it's for something else. You're like, okay, I could see a moment where that, or you could be like, well, you know what champagne is like and cider is like. and. This well, has a lot. We'll, and we'll talk about that as we come into those beers. When you're, when you're growing up, I mean, every sitcom from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, it was the emotion. Like, every song was mm -hmm. the emotion to... Uh, here you have something like The Wonder Years. So you have a kid like Kevin Arnold. He's all excited. He's going to school with, like, a Beach Boys bop, 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 bop song. And then he sees Winnie Cooper, and she's kissing somebody else. And you're right, it drops down to, like, a, a Sam Cooke. So you're going... Like, yeah. And you can't hear that Joe Cocker song without thinking yeah, of... Yeah, uh, exactly. Of, uh, so when you yeah. have one of my least favorite covers of yeah. all time, I am one of the least favorite like Beatles, Joe Beatles covers yeah you well no like no Joe no Cocker. there are I don't like Joe Cocker at all he my does. mom raised me like the, his mannerisms on stage no fuck oh, no, right. no 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 well he's the, he did the wonder years for us right yeah so yeah yeah you know what I'm talking about well, what do you do we know what you're talking about yeah that was, that was, that was a, that's that's if, a minute ago <laughs> yeah that was a minute ago kind of the Tom Waits version there Peter but uh, yeah that was <laughs> very Tom Waits happy birthday Tom Waits is it really yesterday was his birthday yeah yeah so we have a lot of oh we, we've been here for how long and we've yet to open a beer. This is the longest we've gone without beering. No. The, Actually, we usually do a half hour. To open our first beer? Well, yeah, to like take a first sip. We kind of like, because we haven't even done the most important part. You have stories galore. Let's start with Ed's story, and then we're going to go with yours. Where were you born? Where were you raised? Where? Uh, well, actually, I was born New. I was born in New Rochelle, outside New York City. That, okay. Uh, and uh, we were in uh, Westchester till I was in the third grade, and then we moved uh, to Rochester, New York, where a lot of my dad's family is from the Upper Finger Lakes area. 
And then uh, I graduated high school in 98, so almost 20 years ago. Wait, more than 20 years ago. Sorry, 21 years ago. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Almost 22. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, graduated in 93, and, uh, and it's like... And, yeah, then, uh, Damn. And then I, I went to school in New York City. I spent a year abroad in London. I moved. So wait, to, when was the first to, time you had the Dr. Browns? Then when was the first time you had the Dr. Browns? Probably when I was in college. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. I don't I think I, you were saying like. I think, I, I think as a kid uh, that would have no. I was that was more Five Alive. You five know, Alive. Like, you know, shit? yeah. I'm like, I love it. It was one of those like Doritos like <laughs> thing. You're like, what is it? You're like, well, it's cheese and chili and garlic <laughs> it's and so it's good. Doritos. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. what's Five Alive? You're like, citrus. Sunny, yeah, Sunny D. Sunny meets, D. Yeah. yeah Sunny yeah, D seemed so like funny. just a little too lowbrow. It was like the Kmart <laughs> to the Target. I felt better. Five I felt alive. better about Five Alive. <gasps> what yeah. did and you study in uh, college? In yeah, music. Really? Yeah. So, wow. So that was there's all the music analogies. Huh. So music was something that took me. You know, it was it was it was the way that I knew the world, and I knew everybody, and I traveled, and the way that you exactly, understood yeah. things, you connected to people, and uh, you know, an abbreviated version of it was that, you know, music is one of those things that kind of paradoxically, it's inevitably communicative, it's collaborative, but it's actually really kind of solitary, yeah. and it could be when you're in a work environment and you're with a hundred other people on stage, but you're not talking to them, you know, you, you, it's all nonverbal pretty much. And when you're, you're driving in the car to gigs or whatever and you're alone and then you're at home and you're practicing and you're by yourself. So musicians always just want to kind of get together and have drinks and reconnect with each other. Yeah. And uh, I was traveling and, and I would just like, you know, you're away from home and if you didn't want to be at the TGI Fridays near your hotel, you'd like find yourself at a brewery or at a bar or somewhere that like, you know, you could meet local people, you could try something that now, even in the early 2000s, I think beer was still even more regional than it is now that, you know, if you really didn't get bells in like 40 states or whatever, it was like, you know, there was still a like, you know, and when you went to the grocery store or the liquor store in a different part of the country, there were just very different beers available. Not, not what you're used to what at home. What was your intro beer? Uh, that's another. That's that's another story. Gosh, I'm not known for my brevity, so I'm trying to think of like a way to. Uh, and I was actually like looking in my fridge this morning, and and I was like, maybe I should bring a beer to the podcast. And appropriately, one of the beers that was in there that one of my good friends brought over for Thanksgiving was Chimay Blue. Okay. And Chimay so. Blue, yeah. When I was this, uh, fall of o, fall of one, when I was a senior in college, I was at a professor's party, and he had Harp, and he had that, and I'd never really had any alcohol that really captured any fascination for me and uh, he poured it into like a wine glass for everybody and, and had a cork and I, I remember there's a picture of me and my friend actually mocking him right uh, of course Taylor and I did a uh, did a, a blog post about this exact topic and we found that old picture did you really I know oh, that's so, awesome. so it's like it's like a hundred and hundred and 60 pound me or something you know like a like a gumby figure like 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 making fun of a how tall are you how six two you? okay so so, yeah. so that's about 50 yeah. pounds ago and i still look like a skinny guy so i was really skinny and uh, and i remember it just like it, it, everything about the presentation which i was uh keen to mock as soon as i tasted it i was like this can't be yeah, the thing that weird. i always thought it was and it, but it wasn't just in a way that you know, like there's my friend wearing a Halloween costume. It looks nothing like my friend. Like this shouldn't be what beer tasted like. It was like fascinating to me. And I yeah. went down to uh, uh, Fairway on the Upper West Side and bought Heineken Dark, 
Celebration Ale, Bigfoot Barley Wine, which I hated right. at the time. Wow, yeah. that, I had no, you know, so, you know, you're just like, so, you know, you get to hear like Tom Petty and then someone gives you like death metal. Yeah, it's a, I was like, that's also guitar. Right I'm yeah, like, whoa, yeah. okay, I don't really have the vocabulary. I, my older brother lived with us for a time and I remember he uh, was listening to ACDC Money Talks in his bedroom and I walked in, I was like, this is the heaviest metal of all time. I like, couldn't believe, and then I grew up and you're like, oh, that's just classic rock. <laughs> That's not like, you know, but like sort of, you know, when you, it reminds you, uh, you know, when you'll have experiences, in this case, you have beers and you're like, I don't know what to think of that. Uh, or we had customers and they loved us. And the first time that we ever came out with our first wine barrel aged sour, Wildest Dreams, um, they were like so keen to try it because they're like, oh, I love Calusa. Everything they do is great. And they took the <laughs> sip and they were like, whoa. And I'm like, okay. You got to take the cream and sugar out of your coffee slow, though. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is not like you ask your hipster friend what they're drinking coffee-wise. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, have a Frappuccino, then do this, then slowly you kind of take it out and, and get used to that. So, um, it really, the curiosity about beer and then later into home brewing, I started that in 2006. And where was that? Uh, Were you still up in... I was in, in Pennsylvania at the time. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But one of my best friends got me into it, and I was like, I don't want to. What was your first home brew? Uh, the first one and was, was it edible? It was, <laughs> really? and that was a very shocking moment when you feel like you've when you know when Let's you left you left the house and like you could boil pasta and put prego on it, but you're like I should probably learn how to cook. Or yeah. the first time you took like one of your family's recipes and made a reasonable version of it, yep. um, and yeah, I was like, wow. Twenty percent of the people say they it, it's drinkable. Yeah. The other eight, you're like, oh, it was yeah. terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, I yeah but well, but out. my buddy who got <laughs> me into it, he said like, if you like to cook, you will like to brew. And I was like, all right, like, you know, that sounds good. Like, I was curious about ingredients, and we made, a, like, a rye pale ale or something, my little brother and I, over Thanksgiving. And then I made uh, the Vagabond uh, dark ginger ale from Complete Joy Home Brewing, which is, like, a dark beer with fresh ginger root from Charlie Papazian's Ooh. book. And it's still one of my yeah. favorite recipes. There's never been a commercial version. Imagine the juju ginger from Left Hand, but a right, dark, but a dark beer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I've made it several times. I just really, really loved it, and I was stunned how well it turned out. But the point is, is that beer sort of rode sidecar, like while I was doing all music through the years, and you know, and it became a way to connect with people. You know, you sit down at a bar and just, hey, like, what are you drinking? to the person next to you and just start talking about stuff and people became proud or curious about what they were having and now of course that's a that's a huge that's a whole industry in itself um but um but yeah i met uh, i met jason i heard that there was a brewery opening through a mutual friend he had a calusa shirt on at a local bar before oh, the brewery okay. had ever opened yeah, yeah yeah i tapped him on the shoulder i was just like hi <laughs> and then somehow he remembered me enough that they got in touch with me. They're like, look, we need a taproom manager. I'm like, I don't know anything about that. Never worked a register in my life. I've never done anything but music vocationally in my whole life. That was, was going to wow. be one of my main mm -hmm. questions to you. Wow. Is like, no. what brought you in here? Were you yeah. like, you had this agenda of like, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do but no. I, uh, you know, a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago now, maybe five or six years ago, seven years ago, I got my, uh, my certified Cicerone just for fun. I had no prospects of working in the industry. I just, it was something that I liked to do. I think like people like, you know, like, okay, maybe you, you know, you're, you work in accounting, but you are a big marathon runner and you're training for a marathon. People are like, well, why are you doing that? You're like, why, why would you care about getting an accolade for something that doesn't give you any money? You're like, because that's what life's about. Or right? like, that's, that's a big part of fulfillment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, and then I, I thought it'd be, you know, if I ever did want to work in the industry and I was like, well, maybe someone will hire me to wash kegs on the night shift and maybe then they'll think that I have like a spark and they'll give me a, a mash paddle or something. 
uh, it'd be a good way to introduce myself to someone being like, hello, I'm Ed, and I like to drink beer. It seemed like a little step beyond that. Like, okay, well, I have, like, something that, right. you know, so, uh, and then, yeah, like I said, time flies. We've been open almost four years, and in a lot of ways, very few things have changed. Uh, Added but, some uh, awards. That's, uh, yeah. that's changed. But this last yeah. year, what, the New England, right? Didn't uh, yeah. Yeah. Best Florida beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's best big best IPA. Best IPA. Best IPA. Yeah. Not the yeah. hard category. Zote. Or no, Citronius. Citronius. And, and we with uh, <laughs> Citronius, yeah. Citronius IPA. And then we did uh, with uh, uh, one of the one of the one of the sour beers and uh, Fooderhead. Yeah, with Fooderhead. Wow. Fooderhead yeah, with that, silver, I think. I love that one. And then that's a great. I think we had another one. We did. We and I think it was I think it was in between. It was either in between or yeah, in between. Seas of Infinity, one of the fruited wine barrel sours, which we don't really do as you know as as ubiquitous as the barrels are. In fact, they're kind of like surrounding us as we're doing the podcast. Most people think at my back. Yeah, they just think that they're like wow, cool decorations. You're like no, there's really there's really beer in there, and I think even even as you said, Bree, like you know, look noticing the fooder through the. You know the literal transparency of the business model is the, uh, the 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 fermenters through the windows, and you know, I'll joke to people that it's like you know having a you're a dairy and you've got your steel tanks, but then you got over there you got a, a someone churning butter yep. by hand, and there's like you know the, you can see like where it really comes from in this way. There's yeah. another part of the, the the drawing back of the veil on like what beer is and what the process is and why the locality or the process matters so and we'll talk about that kind of stuff while when we taste some stuff all right let's talk to uh taylor we, we yeah. heard your voice hello there yeah, was 22 minutes in uh, <laughs> oh, no, we have somebody sorry. else no ed Don't. i love you yeah it, no, happens. That was, it, it happens that was really the joke. Was. Yeah. because um so let's get into your story yeah so i was born and raised in chambersburg pennsylvania a very small town um i couldn't even put it on a map honestly uh i moved when i was eight Moved to Maryland for one school year, and then after that, moved down to um, to Florida in Bradenton, and been here ever since. So I've been here for 20 years. Uh, went to high school, middle school, high school, uh, graduated in 2008, and got into beer at graduated 21. In 2008. 2008. <laughs> You're a baby. Wait, is that high school? High school. Oh. Yeah, is that crazy? I know. I didn't really like. Because <laughs> what you graduated? What 90? 98. 98. Right. Yeah, yeah. Ten years. I later. was. I think I was still in the middle of my record store then. I had a record store at that time. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So the record store, na- record store yeah. analogy was a good one then. Yeah, it was a okay. great yeah, yeah. one. Trust yeah. me. Like, yeah. like my wife's going to listen to this episode going, oh, my God, he's just trying to butter Quain up. Like, I'm, like, watching you going. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I'm just like, I love it. I love all the music analogies and everything. So, so then, yeah. yeah. So you, I got a, a job at Total Wine when I was 21 and um, had had a little bit of, like, craft beer, but not much. Um, and then that was basically just transformed into the, the, their beer guy for, uh, I think, two or three years. And isn't and, that like the dream job for a 21-year-old kid? Like, oh, you get that total oh, wine, like, this is it. You have this no idea. I had a luxury. I made it. Oh, yeah. Like, right. I, I actually had a job at uh, Napa Auto Parts for, like, <laughs> not even a week. And then they, like, well, I was in the process of getting a job because I was just out of college and just trying to get, like, something to do and um they had a hiring freeze and i was like crap like i now i have nothing so i'm like all right i need to find something else to do walked into total wine put in my resume or whatever i was a manager at dollar tree for uh, for a little bit so that was kind of appealing and i got the job and i was just like whoa like look at all this beer and started drinking it Especially every 21 right yeah oh yeah oh, man. that was you, you were yeah you were 21 yeah. years yeah. old at yeah. the time yeah That's so awesome. i would just walk down the aisle and like all right i gotta i gotta start trying from like the top left 
like shelf and just keep <laughs> going down and just try everything. So I, I would get like a six pack a night and just try all these different mm -hmm. styles and some I didn't like, some I loved. Um, so that year went by real quick. Yeah, yeah, in a blur, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, I just became their their beer guy, and I was like, oh, look at all these people work. Like, I, I didn't really realize there was jobs in beer. Like, I'm like, well, someone has to deliver it, someone has to make it, someone mm -hmm. has to sell it, someone has to buy it, uh, all that. And um, I applied at J.J. Taylor twice, I think, shaved off my beard for the interview. And what? Like, I, I was, I'm like, I got to get this job. I got to, you know, I got to get out of Total Wine. You were willing to take part of the wardrobe off. Yeah. Off which to well, get a job it's so in it's beer. funny <laughs> back then it was like they were clean shaven and like now now it's a lot more lenient right, than yeah. it used to be mm -hmm. so i was like i gotta i, I want i want to get into this industry mm -hmm. and this is how i know how and um that kind of didn't work out and um i j-dubs opened in 2014 three years later and got that that was the mm -hmm. i was kind of their first employee there mm -hmm. uh was behind the bar first bar time first bar like experience ever so i was like super like nervous the first night i was pouring beers with like half head like just did not know how to pour a beer mm -hmm. and i walked out and i'm like all right that's the worst i'll do so i, I didn't do that bad um so then i just kind of graduated into you know doing the social media over there and just doing more taproom stuff and then these guys opened in 2016 and left j-dubs two years ago and mm -hmm. you're here here i am Glad you're nope. here. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I think it's it's an impossible it's impossible to imagine the company without Taylor. That's awesome. You know, yeah, I, can, we, I feel like we say that sense. privately, but saying it publicly too, it's yeah. just. I've only know, been here two years. Uh, and here's the shocker too. Awesome. Your personal your personal Instagram has how many followers? Like 40, uh, 47. Yeah, 4700. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is yeah. his personal. Like his wow. personal. So yeah. So like, I was on Instagram like. I don't know. It might be like eight years ago, ten years ago, and That's like still a lot of people's the, personal. If they're not using it for their job or anything like that, yeah, yeah. It, it's amazing that yeah, you really. You do a phenomenal you know job with the yeah. company's page. Thanks. I mean, Thank really, you. Really, yeah. Truly well, I, I got you Benny respond, over here in the corner. You do everything mm -hmm. right, you know, oh, punctually. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I, I and I don't have my notifications on, so I'm I'm literally on that app like all the time. Yeah, yeah. all yeah. the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which you know it's you know it's 24 seven job, but I yeah. I enjoy it and it's easy. I just you know it's easy to respond to people. You got to do that, guys. Yeah. Yes, but a lot of people don't. Yeah, yeah. you respond to me don't. like honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You're within a within the hour. I feel yeah. like every time. It's under a minute. I'm good. like, yeah, like 36 <laughs> seconds ago, posted. I'm like, boom, like, cheers. Well, That's a think, good goal to have. Yeah. Well, I think here's another little music analogy. But like, let's say you are an album reviewer for Rolling Stone or something. It's like you have to have like a backlog of like you know all these bands and all this music. You and like you've listened to yeah. all this stuff, but you have a responsibility to stay like very on top of what's very current as well. So it's like you're able to have that kind of discourse, and so. Taylor's uh, agility and familiarity with this as a medium, like you know, becomes you're aware of like what's happening in the industry. It's the, it's this kind of blend uh, right now. I think breweries and companies are caught uh, where we're both um, we're on the waves, like we're riding the waves. It's going to take us where it's going to take us, but we also have a ship with a wheel, and we can kind of so craft brewers at the at the start were really the ones who they just they drove the wheel. They had to be like. Here's what beer also is and can yeah. be. Yeah. There was no infrastructure for um, for distribution. People had no familiarity with these styles. There was no equipment available on the smaller scales. The whole industry had to be really, really created. 
And now it's like people are familiar with it. People who were graduating high school in 2018, not even 2008. Well, uh, sorry, that, that's, let me say a little earlier. People who are coming of drinking age, like currently, yeah. don't remember a world where you couldn't get Sierra Nevada torpedo at a gas station. Or that, like yeah. I said, you're, you, without so being true. a musician, you can be like, oh, classical jazz, reggae, whatever. You just know when you hear it. People will know Belgian, Stout, IPA, whatever, just by looking at it. You don't even have to really know anything. Like That's a right. really different world. And so being able to, you know, uh, as what Taylor is doing in that, that public part of our business, both at the ground level and in the digital sense, is that you're, you know, the decisions that we make and the beers that we brew and the way that we present ourselves both guides culture mm -hmm. and is very like of a part of it, of the zeitgeist. And, of, uh, and so it is a really important thing to stay, as you said, Bree, like, you know, stay on and the stuff that, I mean, he and Benny, it's a real hive mind around here of like the culture that we create and what we're putting out. Um, the stuff that they've been doing with the photographs that are like fun and creative and Dude, the way that- Seeing like- The splash. Yeah. yeah splash gang. So, like, Here's the thing. Yeah, it's, like, it's very, I very creative. I agree with you wholeheartedly on this because in the last few months I've been kind of noticing who I'm really responding to when it comes to influencers and beer. Mm. And a lot of people just have their face and they're like, hey, and they take yeah. a photo with it. Sure. And sure, you can do an explanation, but you're not helping us understand what is inside there, what it's feeling like. Mm -hmm. You're doing the same, the, the, yeah. the phone is pointing at you from yeah. eye level. And the way that I notice you're taking shots, maybe the camera's a little up, the beer is down, yeah, you're yeah. noticing there's a movement in it. Yeah. I give mm. a shit about what that color is, why the mm -hmm. color is, and everything right. like that. Yep. And it's going back mm -hmm. to that, let's say, music, where I care about that album just based on the album cover. Like, mm -hmm. just seeing what the photo you're taking, I'm going, okay, like, you're helping promote someone's going to get it more yeah. based on the yeah. picture you're taking. For sure. Beer first. It like just, it's, it's beer first. Hello. I got to make this look cooler you. than just... That's what you're doing it for, and yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. So with that in mind, um, yes, let's crack open a beer. Let's cool. do it. Let's start. Let's start. Uh, All right, well, we, chose, seeing, we do have this beer on draft, but we don't... One of the things about having a smaller brewery, too... Oh, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's surprising. A, it's an easy 8.3. But think of it yeah. like... We're all at brunch. Numbers. I hope we all get to have brunch someday. And we all have a little flute full of a mimosa. Uh, yeah. that, was more a, like, that was an invite. I think that was an invite. I was looking at Peter. Was, his, oh, his heartburn. His, his heartburn. Poor guy. <laughs> his heartburn. I love that. I, I got the medication. Um, <laughs> like this is like essentially sponsored by Prilosec. <laughs> um, and, uh, but we need to make sure that you asked your doctor if it is right for you. <laughs> I did. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, what's fun about, I mean, one of the things that's neat about a lot of the uh, the hazy IPAs in general is that there is this kind of like mimosa-ish uh, friendly appearance, and I could do a little better pour if you're going to be taking photos of it. Oh, there we are. A little better. Thank so, you. We don't, has his, we don't have his eye, but we try. Uh, so... Just keep doing it. It'll work. So one of the things that uh, we, we started with, again, we only had six beers. We had two IPAs. Um, our Citronius IPA, which you mentioned was the gold or whatever, best Florida yeah. beer IPA, hazy IPA. Yeah. And it's kind of like a, like a little brother beer to our Zote, which was at the time called yes. Focus. And, uh, and they really were, uh, at least in this part of the country, and they were on the early cusp, early-ish cusp of, um, of the New England style IPAs, like in this part of the country particularly. Now, Jason, cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank you. 
to St. LaCroix. <laughs> yeah, mine is a little bit clearer than your guys. Did I get like a... Is it West Coast? Just yeah, kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> a little hard water there. We can pretend. La Calusa. And, uh, oh, wow. and so, the, so, so like the hazy IPA was something that was kind of like uh-huh. gaining steam in, in well, parts of the country that were very specifically associated with it. Um, and just starting to kind of go beyond. And I think that Jason... Uh, was really keen to, you know, be innovative and be forward thinking there. And um, so we've had, we have a set, set of flagships, you know, and then about a half a dozen double or single IPAs that rotate kind of throughout the year. So you kind of, it's a nice balance to both always be bringing something new, but also have some familiarity. So not everything is just kind of like crumpled up and thrown in the behind you. Yeah. Uh, so it helps you build people again, like those six beers, people understand what your company is about, what the brands are, what to expect flavor wise. Uh, Lowdown Blues is a collaborative beer we did with Definitive uh, Brewing up in uh, Portland, Maine. Yeah. Uh, Mike, uh, one of the owners, uh, was really proactive about getting in touch with us and sent us some really great beers and Uh, This is, uh, incidentally, the only collaborative beer we've ever made a second time. Uh, We get that as a lot of questions. Like, oh, I love so-and-so beer. When do you bring that back? I'm like, well, a little bit like, you know, David Coverdale and Jimmy Page, that one album from the middle. Oh, God. You know, remember that? I know. I I, I Uh, I was working at Peaches when that came out. Yeah, I still think of, like, I I still think of that uh, Take Me For A Little While on, on... MTV. I'm like, I think I liked that video, although it might might be on the cheese factor a little now. Maybe it maybe it's best it in is. the nostalgia department. Yeah. But it, I was like, you know, that that album factor. happened like one time. You know, it's just like I don't know if it's ever going to really happen again. And uh, but uh, we were really low down. Low down uh, was the was the first beer. Uh, we've only done one beer since that used um, Sabro, which is one of the mm-hmm. new uh, hops in the Neo Mexicanist strain. Um, which you're starting to hear about Zappa and some yeah, of these yeah. other ones. Yeah. And I think in, in the same way that um, Citra particularly and Mosaic as well uh, have certainly become like a dyad without which no brewery can be without. Exactly. Um, but they really represented a kind of a watershed moment in terms of like what people were expecting from hops uh, in terms of character and then that affecting usage. I could see these new hops having a similar effect and uh, we're kind of, we're on another wave now too of like Definitely. taking what we've learned over the last half a decade or decade and pushing this forward as well. So Sabro has like a pronounced kind of coconutty quality like yeah. um, and with the kind of like citrusy quality of uh, I think it's Denali, right? And, uh, mm. and Mosaic. Um, well, it also goes into, let's get back into the music analogy. Why aren't we like allowing these to be a definitive hop? Like, let's say how old school hip hop. All right, now we have an 808. 808 was never in rock or anything like that. So here we go into the late 70s. You're getting like an 808 coming in, and now you're introducing 83, like hip hop coming. I could see like beers like this staying mm-hmm. based on... It's not a fad. It's it's happening. And, as long as they can produce that hop, and they can to keep it going. Make it, yeah. yeah, and I don't. I I'm not there on the fields and watching it grow, but it's one of those things like they're pushing it. It, it, it. We've had a few breweries now. What was the last time I had it? I think it was like two, three weeks ago. Sabro specifically. Yeah, huh? yeah, and uh, people are getting. Wait, I think it was at Green Bench when uh, they were mm-hmm. using it for something, and I was like, yeah. damn. Well, even just the way that, uh, and you know, think of like the Rogue bottles, like Rogue 1988, right? Um, John, uh, the head brewer, just retired like last year or whatever. And what, what these guys were doing in general, but um, the package 
on the bombers, it said degrees Plato. It said the SRM. It said the ingredients, like right. where they came from. Yeah. Every ingredient it said they were like where the malt came from. It said their yeast. It said their water, and like, but what average American knew like degrees Lovabond? Not at all. But right. but the very fact that it said that was like kind of interesting. Uh, maybe it was extra, but it was it sort of like hey. Blah, 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 this recording, Hammond B3. And you're like, oh, okay. Or you start associating these things with like, you know, you recognize like that brand of guitar in like many different bands and it starts to like kind of creep or in. a baseball card. Yeah. Not every, you're not reading every set. Like mm-hmm. if there's a pitcher, you're going, all right, ERA, strikeouts, but mm-hmm. you're still getting mm-hmm. every single stat that that, you li- that And you like that, that someone did that work and you know yes. that like it says yes. something very crafty to use that word. Like uh, it, it, maybe it personified something about the craft aspect of it. So it's been interesting to see where people would just have an I- say IPA. You're like, okay, that's more descriptive than beer. And then it might say like, you know, a citrusy something quencher for a blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, they're describing the flavor a little bit. But then we've gone beyond, I think, just adjectives. And now we're like actually using the ingredients themselves to do the speaking for us. So if we say, you know, this dish has like cilantro and whatever, you're like, uh, it's going to point you in that, it's going to point you in that direction. <laughs> but it's going to point you in that direction where you That might be the greatest ingredient of all time. Well, cilantro. I, agree, I agree. But it doesn't, yeah. it's, it's like, you can say like herbal. Fuck y'all, still it's over. <laughs> You don't know his hatred for cilantro, so we appreciate you just... Well, but just the the difference between, like, just saying herbal, and, like, that could be... Is that, like, Southeast Asia, like, mint, basil, cilantro combo? Is that, like, Italy, just basil? Is this, like, French, uh, you know, uh, herbs? Or herbal is only so close. So if you start getting a little more specific and you don't say just, like, Cascade, you say Citra, but then you say Sabro. It's letting people know that now this is the sandbox that we're playing in. And I think that you're right that... Thou, now that that's become on the tips of like even casual users' tongues, yeah. that uh, more and more discussion about the providence and the character of ingredients uh, will be de- will continue to be part of the discussion. My wife has done canning uh, design for, and she does the the typography and she types out what's in the beers and stuff like that. And she wants to put it out there. And I remember when she was doing her first line of cans, the first two was a double can release. She's like, "Are you sure they don't want me to put this this like?" where it's from, where it's this, where it's that. I'm like, usually it's less, for them, it's less is more, you know, mm-hmm. they, it's not one of those, again, like a baseball card. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny hearing that. Even when uh, she was doing with uh, with Tactical, yeah. it was one of those but things. But now like, you have social media to add the description, yes. maybe more or mm-hmm. less not on the can itself. But, I mean, if you're really an avid yeah. fan of the brewery, you're following them along. And that's true. you see that online. And that's true. You're gonna you look can it up add on a tabs. lot more detail yeah. that's true. that the average consumer can now yeah. have access to. Think of uh, Alchemist, how they have, like, the little UPC scanner. Mm-hmm. They have, like, no information on the can. Like, you want to find it, you probably have your phone in your hand. Yeah, you like, will. But, but, exactly. And I think that that's important, too, to be able to then... Because now there is more than ever this sort of like WebMD, what's this rash? And like, you're like, you know, what is a double IPA? And you Google it. And like, you know, like Waldo Bamp. Or some guy posted about it, and like, who's he? He's like, I've been in a craft beer. I know for- who he is. He's the beer that we're collabing yeah. on, by the way. Oh, by I better speak kindly about him. And, and is that a and, real person? And, and, no. And, no, oh no, I made that up. Yes. So, um, so, 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 so there is a thing. In some ways, it seems to make like actual forms of like scholarship or the more like permanent nature of publications. Uh, does it make them more obscure or irrelevant, or does it make them even more? Compulsory. It makes them even more important to like have people to like to like actually have a doctor to go see 
about that rash. Like, or whatever, just because like everyone wants to tell you about it, it's like, yeah. now I need to extra know. Yeah. So I think that we're, there were fewer authors and, and stuff uh, then. There are more now, but there's, there's more knowledge, there's more competition. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a, it's, it's even more critical that, yeah. you know, that I think that people read as important as Instagram is and those kinds of things are as a tool, they're contemporary, they're, they're fleeting in this sense that is both a strength and, uh, and I think uh, something that makes us need to be able to know where to look yep. for quality information and answers. there's that you can post whatever you want about and that's so, where people are finding a lot of yeah, yeah. There's a lot of information, information yeah. from. Well, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of information, but just like, you know, the person, you know, another kind of medical analogy, like, the, uh, well, I was talking to someone about it and they were like, well, this beer, you know, well, it's just not really a classic example of whatever. And I'm like, can you name any classic examples of what you just said? They're like, well, no. And I'm like, okay, well, and is, is, no, I'm not to I'd make you feel bad in any way, but if someone was performing heart surgery on my wife, I'd hope that they had done it before and maybe gone to school for it and that they maybe have books about surgery on their shelf. And in, now this is, beer is not quite as important as that, let's say, but you know, I'd hope that when I go to the butcher and I'm like, I'm making a roast and I, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. What's, what's a good cut for braising that they would know? Not that they'd be like, huh, I don't know. I don't yeah. really, I don't really care. I don't really care about meat. Yeah, you know, and just be like, well, people seem to like this because it's really lean. You're like, that doesn't make a good roast. Like, yeah. I need someone to know more than me. So, our objective, even behind the bar and being the public face of the company, and the, the ta- again, the talking head for everybody is like, you want that person to know when they come in and they're like, I like Stevie Wonder. You have to take that information and point them towards a beer that they like, or uh, you you have to understand kinds of those things rather than just being like this one also has a cool looking can. It's like true; those things are important. They get you in the door. Uh, but as you said, like Taylor's photo will get your attention, and then you'll like read something about it, and then you'll taste the beer. And the more full color the experience is, the more you're like, you know, Calusa is like a they got something about them or. You know, it becomes more full color than just something that you heard and you have to shazam it because you're like, who the hell was that? Well, here's the other thing when it comes to people that I do follow in this area. When they're here, I feel like they try to mimic the photos, like even in stories, Instagram stories. It's interesting. Yeah, it's really Mm. fucking interesting Mm. that people really try to imitate what they feel from your own social media. And obviously by now I'm hoping that people are going on Instagram and going Colusa Brewing and following you now mm-hmm. because it is, it is something, now Facebook, I mean, it, it just seeing it on a white background when it's on Facebook and seeing a bigger mm. picture maybe on my MacBook, yeah. it's one of those things I just, I love it. I yeah. love following you guys on yeah. Facebook. But it, it does even come to where I'm on my phone and you guys are one where I kind of slam on the brakes where I, mm-hmm, for a mm-hmm. podcast... I like double tap, double tap, double tap. You're scrolling. I'm in a fast yeah, action yeah, scrolling. Yeah, yeah. I I'm guilty. I'm very guilty. But there is one where I'll just like go. Wait. Yeah. And I'll go yeah, back yeah. and go. Shit, that's awesome. That yeah. was really good. Yeah. Captivating. And people, when they're here, I feel they try to imitate that that the what they see. Um, is there any more of the, the that yeah, lowdown? Yeah, please. Okay. Actually, and I will say I topped off my glass. We're you know we're drinking oh, judiciously. Shit. No, please do. And uh, <laughs> and uh, the second the second taste. The, the, the second taste, I got, like, way more of this kind of, like, citru- citrus zest is, is almost a little too nonspecific. Um, but there's kind of this, like, coconut pina colada thing happening. There's a lot. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a pretty intense. I mean, this is a big beer, too. 
Now we're talking. You know, I was going to say, yeah. uh, can you grab a, a copy of our menu, like the print menu? So mm. what, what, we, what you were just saying, well, like what, what you just were saying, like, reminded me of uh, uh, when we opened, we just had the six beers. We weren't quite as busy. It can get very busy in here. And we don't always have, like, every moment to get into people's face and for me to kind of wax about something. <laughs> and um, so, we, so, we, so we created a, a menu and we... I, I started writing little descriptions, you know, after 20 years of reading beer labels and thinking, hopefully, connectively about beer and information. And uh, Jason, our head brewer and owner, as I mentioned, uh, he said, what's interesting about these descriptions, Ed, is people start using those words in their uh, reviews or whatever, Absolutely. because maybe there's sort of like a don't think about apples kind of suggestive power to it. Um, but you kind of just get part, even like I said about that couple who went to try Wildest Dreams, the wine barrel aged sour, and they were primed to love it because they already just love Calusa. And it's not just because they like, like the lighting in here, or they think all the bartenders are cool, um, but, uh, but they really like, they're, they're, there's so much currency in feeling like you have, you have people's um, trust that... Thank you. Now I'll tell you a very, a very, very quick an anecdote that um, Jason, if you can't tell, is someone I extremely admire. You do. And the beers. I love that, by the way. The beers were. He's one of my best friends here in Florida. I, he's just passionate across the board. He's a perfectionist, um, and uh, a lot of times, maybe it's that band's first album. Maybe it's a really great initial album, but maybe you don't find out. Maybe they don't hit like a stride until like album four or five. Right. There's a kind of maturity that happens. So maybe there's an expectation that we have sometimes of they're going to take a minute to be good. The beers were this compelling and well-conceived immediately. And there has never been a beer that he's put out that I think hasn't been what we, he wanted, what we've been proud to serve, but also somewhat ambiguously, but very importantly, has also like served a sense of purpose. You're like, I can tell what this is supposed to taste like. I can tell what it's for. I can tell what it does on the menu. Uh, we had a batch of Citronius, to be specific, that he didn't think was really up to par. And I've had a lot of beer. I've had a lot of his beers. And I really couldn't tell what he was talking about. I was oh, like, I tasted shit. pretty good. Okay. And we dumped the entire batch, oh which God. is all the labor, all the ingredients, mm -hmm. all the potential sales, everything. But because that it speaks was, volumes. I that thought, the quality is yeah, just in this way that like we all judge the family Christmas picture or Hanukkah photo <gasps> by, Peter, by how... We have a Hanukkah, there Hanukkah photo. <laughs> well, there is now. Really Come on, Hanukkah Peter. We've got to get our asses yeah, in gear. It's, 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 a, it's a long, it's a, yeah, it's a long holiday. <laughs> you kind of like, you can make a collage of everyone you saw over the duration. Uh, so it might not be as like focal as the Christmas photo. You know, but we're doing a Hanukkah photo this year, though. We are. Let's, you and I yeah, need to do let's it. Let's get this together. Also, before we mention uh, any more about Jason, what would we pair the, what Christmas cookie, I guess? What, what would we Hanukkah pair? Cookie. Hanukkah cookie. What would we compare? What can we um, compare up? Not compare up? Sorry, okay. pair up. What can we pair uh, low down? With. Ooh, I, I've got to look at I got a good I, one. Of course he does. There I'm we not a pair. Well, you know, one of the things that shows up kind of surprisingly in, in Scandinavian baking is white cardamom, which is, yeah. you know, like, which is like a bleach. Essentially, it's just a bleached green cardamom. So it is the same uh, uh, spice. Uh, but you're like, how in the world did that get up to Scandinavia? And you're like, well, a lot of the way that spices did in general to Europe, which is to the Dutch uh, or, uh, you know, through, through, through the whole the, the East the India trading Asian companies Asian and stuff. India. But the, all these interesting spices that got into like German baking. And then so I'm thinking like the Scandinavian cookies 
like with white cardamom or even like kind of the da- ubiquitous blue tinned uh, Danish butter cookies, like something that was kind of oh, like I neutral. Love those. That like the oh, the, shit, the spice, those. the kind of like coconut and zesty quality of this beer. This if you had it with a plainer cookie, would kind of like create a meld yeah, where it would yeah. taste like a cookie flavored like this. That's like exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> which is which is weird because a lot of Jewish people have those cookies in their houses. My grandmother had. We grew yeah, up with those. Yeah. And then the tins, sit, the tins sit the around tins. forever, and they yes. store everything. Yeah. My dad had all of like his washers and screws were in like. We're in like Danish cookies. Yeah. Paulson, Hansen. These it. are Danish names. Yeah. Are you an E? Hansen with an I'm E? Hansen with, with an O N. Oh, okay. S-O-N. That's but the Scandinavian. That's Swedish. So, yes. Yeah, Swedish. Yeah. yeah. Well, think of like Emil uh, Hansen from the Carlsberg Lab. These Love were the guys who first first isolated yeast. You know. Yeah, uh, that was me. That was that was yeah. that's in your family line. Nah, that would be more yeah. that'd be more in my family because of the E, buddy. Oh, no. Yeah, Wow. Well, it might have been Hanson. The Hanson. 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 Son of Hans. Yeah, I'm the son of Paul. That's right. So I'm gonna ask you to list your five favorite things about Jason. Taylor. No, but okay, both of you. No, because you're the long time. Let's go back and forth. But here we go. Yes, yes. So Taylor first. Taylor go first. Is it like, is it in order or just no, like five? No, just fuck it. Like first off, you're on top of your head. First, this is going to ensure um, that he actually listens to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think? Uh, sure. Yeah, no, I'll he, make him. He won't. Um, Play it on the loudspeaker. Yeah, good call. <laughs> Breweries have done that. They have. They've actually been like, oh, we're playing right now. Uh, this like, podcast oh, pairs well with Calusa. You guys might not know, but he'll know what I mean when I say back sack. Back sack. Back I don't sack. know what you mean, so I, I would love for you to We are not collabing that beer. We're not doing yeah, that. We're I, can't, I can't say it. I actually, I actually, actually don't know. I actually don't know what we'll, that is. We'll ask him some other time. All right, well. Okay, so I'm going to develop my own thought on what that is. Continue. Uh, well. Uh, back sack is one. One of my favorite things about Jason. Back sack. What is that? Well, <laughs> that's, that could be a, be a new it's beer a, name. It's a drunken story. Yeah. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll, like we'll, when we go to brunch, I'll tell you. Ah, yes. I love brunch. Um, favorite things about Jason, uh, I I I love that he's like an amazing uh, and dedicated cook. He's got uh, he's extremely uh, interested in. He's very particular about his coffee in the morning. He's got the temperature of his coffee, the water at 190 degrees. You know, he's the, the kinds of yeah, yeah, mm, really? yeah. So well, actually, his his uh, his kettle has a thing where you set exactly. it sets the temperature I exactly. Oh, yeah, I have a kettle. Um, and. Uh, how did he decide upon 190? Like, well, you know, he's probably going to kill me because it was like 192. But I'm just, that's in the ballpark. It can't be boiling and those kinds of things because wow. it's, it's measurable about the way that it releases the oils and this and that. But he also like recently, uh, you know, acquired and has been using like a really high level smoker and doing like really like competition level barbecue. Um, and like, and, 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 and just like in brewing, changing small variables to see what happens. There's this kind of restlessness of that kind of mind. Jason's a very talented guitar player and is always like problem solving with that, interested in lots of, uh, primarily like metal. Uh, Have you ever uh, played with him? Because you do music, so. A little, well, you know, uh, vocationally, I'm really trained in classical music, so like orchestral music and stuff, so. uh, But I started Because you did say 100 people on stage where you don't really talk to each other. Something like that, right? Yeah, I got got my start really in like rock and and metal and stuff, so uh, as a kid, and I got into upright bass and stuff like that, so I went to music school and everything like that, and then I played full-time in uh, Kansas City Symphony. I used to play full-time out there. Oh, you're kidding. Um, Yep, so. Wow. Yeah. So, That's such a fun fact. Where the fuck did yeah. Kansas City come from? Like, that, 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 was my, that was my Kansas City connection. Yeah, yeah there you go. So, like, you know, Steve, I saw, I saw Stephen Powell's 
at uh, Hop Harvest. Jason and I were out in Yakima Valley for Hop Harvest. Another guy who used to work at Rodenbach, by the way, along with Peter Buckhart, who we were okay. talking about earlier. Um, and so Stephen's been at Boulevard for 20 years. And uh, we were out getting tacos in Yakima Valley for hop harvest in September. And I was like, hey, of course, he's hanging out with all the Firestone guys as well, since yeah. they're all, all, all yeah. owned by Duval Murcott now. Um, and uh, I was Crazy like, hey, family. I was like, yeah, I remember, like, you know, I lived on 38th Street, West 39th Street. Your wife owned a Flemish cafe there for a brief period. And I remember walking in and I get her, like, pie and stew and stuff. One time I walked in, I was like, Oh, hey. And she's like, yes, yes, everyone knows who he is. What can I get you? You know, she like, didn't, she was like so funny. I told him that story and he laughed. And I was like, yeah, you know, my buddy Sterling, who used to work at Boulevard and now works at Brewery Imperial in Kansas City as well. But he'd been at Boulevard like since the beginning. Damn. Took us through like a closed door tour of it and everything. And it was just this funny. And he's like, wow, so what were you doing in Kansas City? I was like, oh, you know, I played with the symphony. He's like, what do you do now? And I'm like, oh, well, I work at Calusa and we're here for Hop Harvest. And he's like, what? You know, and uh, obviously, yeah. And I was just like, by the way, loved your country. Um, I will. No, sorry. That was like a little, a little, just a little needle drop to be like Belgium was my favorite place in Europe I ever traveled. I'm, it is really, that. really neat. Yeah, we and we had the best in Antwerp. We had the best time. Very, very, very cool. Met like a couple who took us to like a million other bars. It was just super fun. Um, so, so, so was that my Jason memory? Well, uh, here, yeah. But then uh, we said five. So that's two. So oh, let's wait, five do. Each? I think he just hit twelve though. Uh, but uh, no, um, let's do three now because right. I, I see I hear so, you. You were two syllables. Yeah, yeah. And no, so no, now you got to make yeah. up so for it. No, yeah. he's got to make I, up I for it. You hit the UPC you. and then you got all the extra details, right? <laughs> okay. Which, so uh, I, I find it funny that we actually have stats on the yeah. bottle yeah. of the next beer we're drinking. So really quick. What is the next beer we're drinking that so you brought out? Jason and I travel a lot together um, uh, to different festivals and everything like that. And he's always, obviously, we're in with the crowd of brewers that are attending these festivals yeah. and events. And he's always willing to, like, tell people these little tidbits of, like, well, have you tried this? And I can't tell you how many times pe other guys are just like, whoa, no, I haven't. Or, like, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm texting my production manager right now. We're going to see if this will fix the problem or, you know, change something. Mm -hmm. And like you said about barbecue, he's, like, just dialing in, like, these little things mm -hmm. that in the long run will, will make a large or a mm -hmm. meaningful impact. And he just he's like, an open – I mean, he's not telling everybody everything. But, like, of course. you know, there's little mm -hmm. things that, you know, eh, it's not really big secrets or whatever, but, like, it could help them. Mm -hmm. And he's very open to that. I love that you actually really did, cool. you did a rating on it to say – Oak funk like activity like you put it out yeah. there, yeah. kind of mm -hmm. like yep. the acidity is great by the way. Um, I just also, had this beer two days ago uh, actually. Did you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah we nice. found it in our glycol chiller area. Holy Someone shit. left it in there, not one of our employees or anyone, and we went in there to go check it, and it's sitting there. Hell yeah! yeah. This, yeah. Is our, this, this is actually batch three. This one hasn't been released yet. This is not so released. This is released. Okay. So the last one. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's fun. That's and, and, What's his name? What is the barrel's name? Fooder Goblin. So it's Fooder Goblin. This is Peter's favorite Pokemon, by the way. Look at him. So that's uh, that's Will Ralston, as we mentioned, uh, local artist, tattoo artist. He does a lot of our our oak for minute. Oh, wait, did we mention off the mic? We did. Oh, right? uh, sorry, off the mic. Yeah, yeah we'll we'll yeah we'll, so yeah, we'll, we'll get into that because I we will. want to talk about. But uh, but yeah, Will created Huge. this character for. Uh, we actually had the barrels for the mixed firm kind of more sour beer wine, wine barrel uh, beers before we actually acquired the fooder. Uh, we had done another kind of like wild saison called uh, Unknown Road that was all steel, but it used like this kind of uh, the house culture is something that Jason had been building for a long time. Who named that beer? 
Unknown Road was Vic. I think it's named after a song that Penny they wise. like. I think that's right. Oh, yeah. totally. But I, but I think yeah. it's also yeah. a... Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. The way you just look oh, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, oh, Jordy. my God. It's my favorite Pennywise I album and song. Jordy's so, yeah. seen Pennywise like 20 times yeah. or something so, like that. So, <laughs> and, uh, and Fooderhead really was the first beer when we got the Fooder that we released, and it became a joke on like Motorhead. It still uses the same font. There's our heavy metal connection. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, By the way, yes. That, yes. that is incredible. And, uh, Again, and, and it kind of has this like Castle Crasher style like uh, comic book art uh, that uh, Will does a lot of like horror fantasy but also a lot of kind of like stuff that's kind of whimsical can we um, follow him on Instagram Is yeah Instagram? Huh, yeah Will Ralston art an oddity tattoo here in Sarasota and oh, he's, okay. he's well known for he's done murals and bottle work for angry chair yes um, you'd recognize his work and Will is an enthusiastic patron as well uh, but a, but a really but a really uh, industrious uh, guy, very just a fountain of creativity and productivity. So, um, but uh, you know the the beer itself is it was our first fooder beer, and as a result, it was kind of the the most um, elegant and straightforward taste of what this part of our output comes to symbolize. What does our house culture taste like? What are we getting out of these beers when people say? Food are fermented, oak fermented, wild ale, all this stuff. You're like, well, it's that philosophical divide of, uh, as I said earlier, like the steel uh, uh, tanks and the woman churning butter. Or like this kind I of like, the or the butter. perfect, the theoretically perfect intonation of a piano with the, the fraught with risk but expressive intonation of a violin. Like that could go wildly wrong. But in all that risk comes all this beautiful expressivity of move and vibrato. And uh, so, the, it, but it's very, in our kind of nutrition label world of like, what hops are in it? What malts are in it? How strong is it? You're like, this is now all just about fermentation character. Managing the fermentation, uh, what kind of uh, flavors you want to come out of these house cultures. It's more about uh, well, the music they say, like you know, when you when you stop talking about how high or how low, how loud or how soft, how fast or how slow, then you're talking about music. Everything else is just technical. Yes. You're like Stevie Wonder. It's a fast song that's kind of loud that he has a high voice. You're like that tells me nothing, nothing. about right. the music though. But as soon as you get into like, well, it's very, then you know, because then you're talking about color and tone and timing and mood and those kinds of things. And these beers that is their main driving force is like now we're not talking about I mean there is it's important the malt and the hops in this beer obviously but it's a it, this is what it's really expressing so let's say when we bring up Stevie Wonder right we know what this song's all about but there is something about that tart that changes this song to me there is tartness in this that I'm just like holy shit this is this mm. is and was which batch was this the one that won at? Um, no, this no, says yet to be released. Oh, no, not that. No, I'm saying which batch was oh, it? That my one? first sip of this ever. Batch two, I think. Really, mm -hmm. batch two. Wow. Yeah. I remember yeah. being at uh, the ball, and just that was it. That's all I drank that day. Yeah. I remember going back to that table, going, pour me. And I got the last bottle of it, and the girl just goes, "Here, we only have one more bottle of it," and I go. By the way, I'm with a podcast. I'm not going to drink the whole fucking bottle. I grabbed it and I go, does anybody want to share a beer with me? Nice. And I said, that was my beer of the day. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Beer. And here we are at Best Florida Beer, the Brewer's Ball. And I went. This one. This one. Please. And I said, I want to share this with the people. And we did. And it was like, honestly, this is 
hands down one of my favorite beers to come out. Like, I love this beer so much. And what's interesting and is having it next to what we just had, which was also had an appetizing mimosa-ish thing, as I said. There's a lot of citrus quality. And citrus zest can have that kind of, like, oh, yeah. back, back of your uh, jaw kind of, like, tickle. Both of the beers, I think, are refreshing, and they're both very trebly. Mm-hmm. But like you're like, but you're like, but you're like, guitar, trumpet, violin. You're like on the on the on the surface, they're not that similar. But you're like, do you like crackling treble? Do you like warm mid range? Do you like deep bass? It's like these are the actual connective threads. So someone comes in, they're like, hey, I like shock top, and what am I gonna like? And I'm like, well, we don't have. We've only done a few like wheat beer styles ever, right? And we have yet to do like a wit beer. So I'm like, well, we don't have that. So I'll just pour them like four samples. And maybe do Pilsner, then I'll maybe do Zote or Citronius, and then I might do a beer like this. And many people actually tend to pick the, the IPA, which is, they're always like, oh, well, anything but IPA. And then they pick the it's IPA. It's the IPA. I love it. He, so um, what he does, he, he, he gives them three beers. <laughs> he gives them three beers, doesn't tell them what they are. He's like, just one, two, or three. Pick they're like, one. what is it? And I'm like, oh, one, okay. two, and three. Wow. So good. Well, and the joke is, awesome. and the, the joke like is, or the, or the statement is, I'm like, your taste buds are the best compass for what you want like not what I'm going to say and not what people want to sit and read the menu and not look at me I'm like I wrote the menu if you want to hear it in my voice I will read it to you which by the way reading reading the menu it reads the way you speak like it's it's really epic yeah you read it right I I did (laughs) have you ever done like movie like you're the the guy that does the training you have you have like a few sentences to really say something about the experience and uh, and uh, as as we as we were talking Everything about earlier, you say is like the most interesting well, thing I've ever. We are heard. Gonna oh, definitely. Well. <laughs> well, no, we are definitely going to get into right, how much Ed's other have you had? Here. No, his vocabulary yeah. is just what's well, blowing my mind. Use I mean, the word verbose and zeitgeist. I know, in one go. I know a lot of your, <laughs> and that's just that corner of the alphabet. Yeah. A lot of your <laughs> listeners right now are going to know who you are. They know who you are, but there is another side of you in Calusa that we haven't even talked about yet. And kind of the face. I've seen the your videos. face in the videos. Yeah. Yeah. And it is something that I feel when Bree and I got, we had a meeting last week about, all right, so we're going to go to Calusa, da, 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 da. And it was one of those things I was like, I can't wait to see what Peter and Ed, like bringing those two together, <laughs> it's going to open like this portal. The Scandinavian to, uh, but, guys. But it found out, we connection. just found out it's going to be a brunch. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to shoot that. We're in but, a new direction now. But yeah, you know, you guys, you guys are going to have. Flutes. What? So, well, um, yeah, so, well, so, so the videos. I love the videos. Yeah. So let's get into that. So the videos, we, like when I, when I first. Sorry, Jason. Got, we'll find out your. <laughs> We can pepper. <laughs> we'll pepper those in as we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll come back up. I got a good one. Sort okay. up. Uh, so the videos. When I first got hired here, uh, Ed invited me over for dinner, um, and we were sitting there chatting. Him and his wife and my and me. And uh, he, I'm like, I'm like Ed. I'm like, I'm gonna make you famous. Like I know you. <laughs> like I, like you. I'm gonna make. We're gonna make videos, and people are gonna, you know, be. Able, they come in here and they talk to you, and it's all cool. You know that works. But like putting you online and like. Like it's gonna it's gonna work, you know. I just see it in my head. And then to fast forward two years later, we literally like like he just said, this was your first taste of Fooderhead, which I'm kind of crap. Now we now we can't do one of the first take on the, the videos, but, oh, okay. but well, fine. but yeah, I can yeah, say yeah. the first time I had this beer was actually on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Link it, you know, through, and then uh, I like link. I can. Yeah. Uh, oh, all right. it would be great. I already it's already done and written in my head. Lemons out of lemonade, my friend. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So basically, I, I literally will just walk up, give him the bottle, give him a glass. He opens it, video. 
and then it then it's on. Yeah, we have like, no, there's script. no scripts. Mm-hmm. True. There's no. I may have some B roll script, and it's all off the cuff. As you can tell, it's not hard for him. It's to the punk just rock way go to go, it. and I love that yep. because that's. I mean, people look at our logo a lot of times where someone's like, "Oh, you have a podcast." I'm like, "Yeah, my wife designed the logo." They go, they see the skull, and mm-hmm. it's like, "Oh shit!" They either go. That's awesome. I love the logo. They go, oh, so is it like a metal? Social distortion? Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those, oh, fuck, man. Like, what kind of podcast is it? But these are people that also that are where I work and I meet at least 400 people a day. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things where it's just kind of like, oh, that that's our logo. I remember when I came up with the idea of the podcast at Greenbench, it was like, we're going to see Brian Wilson do Pet Sounds in its entirety. That was really what kind of birthed the whole idea of this podcast and then it became this i want it to be punk rock as fuck i just want to sell shirts out of the you know at the at any event that we do and we're only going to make a hundred shirts that's it and if you have the shirt you're our true fan yeah. and one thousand shirts later you know I was, like, i'm saying like i want a shirt yeah. right now as i'm looking at the shirt <laughs> i'm like because like look i'll see like hundreds of people a day that's like an advertisement right there i'll be like listen to us on the podcast no, and it, it's um, like people flip out I'll about it. I'll be in the mail tomorrow. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, I'm an XL. I watched Jillian draw it out. Like We just had jet lag in Portland, Oregon. Oh, no, Seattle, Washington is where she came up with it. We're about to go to Alaska. And it, it just, I love that, that just punk rock feel of it. And that's how I yeah. feel. You guys are just like, don't script it, go. And you're able to do that. Like, you're able to be on the spot. Yeah. I watched Peter do it. That's a huge reason why Bree's sitting next to me. That's a huge reason why I kind of did this is that once the microphones go on, I don't script it. Mm-hmm. I don't have notes. Mm-hmm. You don't see me. I'm not coming mm-hmm. here going, so, Ed, what is it you, you did? No, tell I come me in about, going, yeah. tell me your story. Tell me your yep. story. Let's just shoot the shit for, right, right, right. for how we do it's this. Kind of, it's a, in that sense, it's a lot like a jazz improviser in the way that people are like, oh, you know, well, it's not just making it up. It's making it up based on like a huge range of experiences and vocals. So every time you hear, you play this tune, you hear that chord, there's like this, you know, and then you are making it up, but it's based on like experience that you have. Exactly. That, or maybe they're, maybe they're musicians you never played with, but you, sh- you share that common language. So it is, it's improvisatory, but it's not like free jazz in that way. It's based on parameters. Yeah, I want to do something with you. I want you to do voiceovers for movie trailers, but without knowing what the movie trailer is. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's yeah. really good. So you have good. to make it up on the spot. That's oh, really man. good. I do far, film. Far so away. I do film. Let's let's talk. Well, there was the, know, uh, when we were talking about we were joking about Prilosec earlier. Like, isn't that that thing when you're watching TV with the sound off? It could be like any prescription, and it's just like people walking on the beach, people doing stuff. I'm like, is this Rogaine? Is this Prilosec? Is this <laughs> like what? What are they selling? Because every prescription, if you took it with the sound off could be the same it's just stock footage of people it living is. the good life oh we're gonna have some problems. you know and i was like yeah. so you could literally just at the end yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're gonna do Dude, a spanish one too Let's i had that. a uh, i had a uh, yeah. oh yeah i had a i, t- I had a, did a film class in grad school film music class what? and no. uh and uh, one of the things on the final was a really interesting idea uh where the, we, they played a uh, a scene from uh, fellini's roma like one of the final scenes oh, the yeah. kind of, do you remember the i got to see that in the theater Oof. Not when it came out. Do you remember obviously. the? Do you remember but, the? Uh, do you remember the kind of like uh, the kind of like the runway stuff with all the bizarre yeah, processions? So we watched that, that scene, scene, and it's long, and we watched it several times with different music, and we had to say which one of the chosen musics was the most effective and why, Ooh. and like that was like the final. Do you know? And it was like all, that. but if none of it was the original music because it's all wordless. This big long, mm-hmm. bizarre, very bizarre. Yeah, scene. it's a great. So, scene. so as an idea, that's and and I, and what I think we're touching on with like. 
the branding, the stories, the, the menu, the artwork, uh, all these different things that we're talking about when we're talking about beer and where we are in the world of beer and where we are specifically at Calusa, um, there, there, there are all things that enrich uh, what's actually in the glass too. Because we you know we're, we're, we're talking about um, where, the, where the flavors come from. Now, this is my first uh, taste of this batch, as I was saying. And uh, it's, as I was saying, there's a lot of crackling treble. Um, there's a lot, there's a, there's a really appetizing amount of like crunch in the, in the finish too, that keeps it really, I remember I was just saying I had goat cheese and, and uh, uh, locks. Look, we sorry. That. Um, it, which is crazy. <laughs> I, I love cheese. Yeah. I love everything about locks. Well, smoked salmon. I love everything about cream cheese. I love everything about a plain bagel. I'm Jewish. Um, I can't yes, eat goat know. cheese. I cannot. My wife eat. can't. I, my wife can't either. I, I can do it in small doses. Which is why I had it. Blue cheese, uh, gorgonzola, feta, all that, that shit. Oh god. I can eat all. Oh that. god. Um, goats gets weird. But uh, you fart over there? What are you guys <laughs> no, doing over there? No, we're making fun of you, buddy. <laughs> oh, great. For the Hanukkah photo. Oh, the yeah. quaint yeah, inside. That, that'll it's be good. We're brainstorming right here, right now. I yeah. think before the end of the year, you guys make that happen. Like, that's a good post. We yeah. have, uh, I think we have like 14 days to do this. It's yeah. just us pretending we're lighting Menorah. Actually, no, we'll talk about it. There's a good place to do it. Um, I have um, a question really quick. Yes. What's your favorite debut record by a band ever? Ever. Ever. Best debut record ever. Well, I want to say Jeff Buckley Grace. I mean, you what know, is your favorite that, only record by yeah, one artist ever? Yeah, my favorite but, uh, by one artist ever. No, no, I'm kidding. It is debut. Because well, I'm just there. thinking like debuts that are really that strong. Yeah. Um, that's that's one. Elizabeth Fraser is my hero of the Cocteau uh, Twins. So when uh, she like joined his grace, it was just. Uh, I love her. For my classical music nerds, Brahms' first symphony, you know, Yo, was, a, was a huge deal. Shout out to Brahms. He was a uh, he was forty years old before he ever did his first symphony, and like everyone at the time was like terrified after Beethoven's Ninth to even write a symphony. They were like, this thing had a chorus in it. It was huge. They're like, this art form is done. Yeah, and there was nothing left to do. That's crazy. So to even attempt what, to do it. What year was that? Uh, well, that is something well, I really should know. No, well, no. I mean, um, so do you know when Brahms was alive? Like, well, he died. He died. He died sort of at the towards the end of the Victorian era. So okay. I think that was like about like eighteen twenty to eighteen ninety. Okay. He died in like eighteen eighty. This was is probably like somewhere eighteen fifty. Well, I feel like a lot of these composers died early. He, and from he syphilis. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Sch <laughs> Schubert specifically died at age thirty one of syphilis. There it is. I knew it was. It was um, yeah. uh, well, a lot Peter's of people, on Google well, right well, now. A lot of people back then just didn't live long in general. Yeah. So. No. Uh, so it is unusual that there were people like uh, whoa. Ooh, nice um, uh, Brahms did live a pretty long life and oh, uh, so. there was a speaking of Jason pouring out Citronius not to compare him to Brahms but uh, there's a there's this uh, um, not saying but that, that Brahms destroyed more music than he ever wrote so he'd like write this music it would not be good and he would just like literally they would destroy it because they don't even want anyone someone posthumously finding it and then being like playing it because they're like embarrassed wow. it's not it wasn't the the importance that we all take in like telling someone that we care how much we how we feel about them and how you want that to come across clearly and not be misunderstood is like very critical you know in that way and then i think that's how jason feels about 
the beers. That's how Brahms felt about his music. Okay, maybe I do sound like I'm comparing them a little too much. Um, but um, debut albums. Taylor, do you have one? <laughs> I, I thought that was no, I, I, I listen to music, but I don't listen to music. That's fair. I like, I, I don't know who's, I'm like, oh, that's a good song. Cool. And then I don't, like, look it up exactly. or read a book about so the maybe band. Maybe we'll or, save it for later. So I think maybe. Peter has my only album by one band. And Operation Ivy only had, oh, yeah. one, one, only had one album. I mean, they did EPs. But when you look at it, Energy and that whole hectic and energy thing was just one album. And they never did anything after that. But um, it's a, it, for me, it's an impossible question. Hmm. And uh, for so most, it should it? be. Because I wanted to hear. Well, I wanted to because hear, it, because I wanted it, to hear spurns, it spurns thoughts, you know? Because here it is. Ed's not going to answer just one. Right. And I knew he wasn't just going to go with one genre. I knew you were yeah. going to go, well, mm-hmm. the Jeff Buckley actually did totally catch me off guard. And that's mm. just fucking great. Like that, Yeah. That well, is, that's also one of those ones that, like, this record. was, like, a very supernova thing. You're like, and there was this interesting... Uh, you know, speaking of like again, scanning the back of the alchemist can to get more information. Dolls, you want the extra information. If you like it, you want like you go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So when they came out, when they came out with the legacy edition of Grace yeah. with all the videos and yeah. all the extra stuff, I mean, all of his catalog at this point is almost just like extra stuff they had to find. They had to dig um, deep. But there was a really good documentary that came on a DVD there, and they were talking about the making of it. And the guy who was the producer was like, it was just impossible to get Jeff to like put anything down is like the final version of anything because he just kept messing with it we added the strings we did all this stuff but like he just kept adding instruments he'd do it different like every time you could never decide speaking of like the jazz analogy in that way and so even though like i said we do half a dozen double ipas half a dozen ipas we've brought back fooderhead now for the third time there's something you can come to expect that's like the same in terms of like quality, in terms of obsession, in terms of like the familiarity, but there's also gonna be Jason back there trying a different base malt for this beer or like adding a little, just like, and, and it really, and this is speaking from experience, it's generally imperceptible. Um, I don't even notice that he's doing it. Um, when uh, we've had, you know, got uh, people in the production facility be like, you know, the one thing is he just, he can't like leave the recipes alone. Like, you know, I'm like, hey, now it's perfect. And Jason's like, let's just do this one thing. Yeah. And he was like, no, can you just leave it? From you explaining him, I knew he was going to be the person that perfection is not even reachable. It's not obtainable. That's the important part about perfection. Exactly. Is that it's only, that it's almost like it's a live album each time you drink it. Yeah. uh It's not the same thing. I love that. When when Mm -hmm. breweries say that, like even knowing Rev has that vibe to it. Um, who else doesn't ever make a Bay Cannon will never make the same beer again. Mm. It's one of those things where Joe's just like, I've done this at Swamphead. I've done this over mm-hmm. at First Magnitude. Like I, I just want to make a different beer every time. So uh, so it's now, dangerous. The, the music industry is interesting in this way too, because it's inevitably even like, <laughs> even like, you know, uh, Neil Young singing Harvest, uh, not Harvest Moon, Southern Man, Harvest Moon too, whatever. And uh, it's like, if you get the album and you listen to it, it is the same every time. Every time. Yeah. But it's also not the same because it's through a different speaker, a different oh, thing. Wow. You're in a different right, environment. Right, right. The room sounds different. You're in yeah. a different mood. You're with yeah. different people. There'll be parts of like a tune that will bring you to tears. And then the next time you hear it, you're making coffee and that part of the song just breezed by and you didn't even notice it. And it Amen. was exactly the same. So, so there's a- So let's get into Harvest Moon because so, wh- it is one of the most 
covered songs very, that you'll hear in a lot. Very lo- covered. Uh-huh. Right? And you'll hear it in a lot of yeah. indie films. Yeah, like techno versions of yeah. it. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, that, that, who did that one I heard recently? But yeah, I was you're like, just at a restaurant, like, mm-hmm. within the last month or two, where it was at that, like, it was like, dun, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden yeah. you hear, dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun, I'm like, but then there's also people who just do it with brooms, where they use the sweeping to be, like, the, the percussion of it. And it is one of those songs where I will easily go, Neil Young, or this is terrible. Neil Young, or this is okay. Mm-hmm. It'll always be the original Harvest Moon is probably my say all do all. And, and in the but, world of like, let's say, uh, you know, in orchestral music, it's like, what's the point in playing Beethoven Seven again? It's been played a million times yeah. for 170 years, or you know, 180 years. And it's like, but at the same time, it's the notes on the page don't change, but it's also always new. It needs, it only lives in this little moment. So every time you have this beer, even if you know, you're know you a brewer and you make the same batch like over and over and over, it's not ever exactly the same. You know, you still are having to like wrangle the ingredients to do it. You get as close as you can. That quest for perfection is the important part, even if it's the same. So it's not ever really the same. And I think that... This beer won't be the same the next time I have it. Because here I am on a podcast. I'm yeah. talking to you. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking what to ask you next. I'm right, rushing right. into the next. I'm going, it's really fucking good. Yep. Like the first two sips, mm-hmm. I was like, this is so good. This is so good. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, next few sips, I'm like, yeah, this is really good. But I'm going, yeah. next time I have it, and we maybe it's at brunch. Right, we're right, having right, it. Right. Maybe you're by yourself and you're maybe dissecting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah where I'm really thinking about it now. And it is probably, that's what's probably going to happen next. Here's here's an interesting idea, too. With, with the, the nature of craft beer as being something that was introductory uh, for the last let's see, Anchor was 1965 my bad I actually, and I promise you I promise you one of the microphones picked that up are they doing something? I really hope the mic got that wow, that was oh I really. Do you think the microphone got that? For that those was, who didn't know, it sounded like a fart. I'm like, <laughs> not just I'm like now here's an no, interesting. Really here's an interesting one, yes. tidbit. Like the wet Toot. One. <laughs> and he just kept going for it. Like he's like, I'm determined to finish this pour. There's wow. been there's been something that uh, that I feel like we've seen even happen in here over the last little while, and I wonder if it's even a broader thing in beer culture. Now maybe it has, it has its opposite, um, but the nature of. Uh, of tasting beer, exploring beer, sharing beer. Maybe there's one bottle and there's a lot of people who want to taste it. Um, And so... Don't worry about that right now. Just, a, just. A, I'm listening oh. to you. I'm listening Sorry. to you. Going. Yeah, Taylor's just, just dropping off some beer like a yeah. beers. Yeah, that was a G carry. Um, Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Now maybe you got maybe you've <laughs> got you. maybe you've got a gaggle of, of 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 guys and gals, and everyone there's one bottle of something. Everyone's like, oh, I want to taste. So everyone gets this, this tiny little pleep of something, and like you know, you experience it in this way. Um, and this is maybe the nature of like, well, I've never been to this place. I'd like to get a flight. I'd like to try some stuff. And there, I think that was a, such a fun part of craft beer for a long time. Wow, look at what beer tastes like. Look what it yeah. has tasted like in the past. Look what we're doing. Look at the difference between stouts and Belgian styles and this and that. And uh, I think that there's, there are always going to be new avenues to explore in terms of flavor, rediscovering old flavors, old things are new again, pushing new things. Um, but I feel like in here, more than anything, we serve half to full beers to people. And I think that it says a lot about what you just said, Brian, about enjoying Fooderhead as we, or I said it when I poured my little second thing of Lowdown Blues, 
as it changes, both as it's warming up. Yeah, you did. You as your as your as your senses have now adjusted, as your eyes are getting adjusted to the room. You're not just at a music festival, like walking by the tents, hearing like two minutes of every band. Like you get into it. I said to someone, they take one sip of Wildest Dreams. I already talked about the the the, the sour beer, and they go, Ugh. and you're like, yeah. If you heard five or ten seconds of Louis Armstrong's voice, you'd be like, Phew, what a terrible singer. If Louis Armstrong terrible came voice. out now, and what. Would not no, play on anything. Yeah, I feel like you, yeah, you just you just hear a few seconds of right. it and be like Completely. on paper that is everything a beautiful voice is not. But if you listen for thirty seconds or what about forty minutes, you'd be like in love with it. And not just because it's just so wildly communicative, but it is beautiful in this way. And it's only because you gave it the chance to like let it wrap around you mm-hmm. and like let it introduce you to something new, the artistic part of the experience, rather than the like I don't know any of the beers on your menu, but I like uh, pineapple, and I'll order that beer. And it tastes like pineapple, and you are satisfied because you like pineapple, but you are merely entertained. You have not been brought into the world of art and anything introducing you to anything new, and maybe it's through something else that you already know. I said that, like, oh, this beer has treble, this beer has treble. Yeah. This beer is drinkable, this beer is drinkable. You like Stevie Wonder, you'll like this. Like, those are, that's what we really do in here that's important. And I think that in a way of, like I said, the reclamation of the experience of having beer, as people like have a glass, now Taylor just kindly, at my request earlier, poured oh, a glass. Oh, your idea, okay. Very much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is something that, uh, this is our, our monopolist. Uh, this is our, our German Bach. Mm. Um, it's 6.8%, uh, which is less than Zote 7.5, which is our flagship. But let's not be honest. That's a really big beer. Seven point five is a big beer. Arrogant Bastard came when that came out in nineteen ninety six. That was seven point two. That was huge. I mean, you'll see you'll see beers in England in the bottle that say strong ale five percent. Do you know like the global average is actually less than five percent for beer? You know, which is again that thing of sort of like beer. You know, we think of like only light beers in that category. You're like, no, this is not just this is not just my lagers, my pilsner. Yeah, but even but a pilsner is like five percent. The Weinstefan Brewing School has Pilsner at 1048 starting gravity and 40 IBU. Boom, that's a Pilsner according to the Germans, you know. Uh, and uh, but this but this beer, in a way that I wanted to choose three beers, we had a like a, a collaborative hazy IPA, pretty modern, um, the uh, mixed firm fooder yes, fermented please, fooderhead, right. and then one thing that Jason does, and here no, we're talking about Jason again. Um, is uh, is, uh, is 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 wielding uh, is wielding um, very well thoughtfully chosen ingredients and creating uh, either classic or modern very living versions of these more you hate to say classic styles because it implies something inert or it implies something that needs to be like appreciated but is not relevant somehow the museum of classical music that is like the only like no one doesn't see movies that are contemporary because they're all going to go see Gone with the Wind. Like, right. you know, but okay. like everyone wants to hear right. music from 1850, but not from 2010. It's just like, you would never do that. It's the only art form that is truly like calcified in this, in this unusual way. It's very hard for, for new musicians to get in in that way. And a lot of people who are into a lot of very modern, very Instagrammable beer styles right now are like, they're like, what is their introduction to beer like the, these? Is like a fairly dusty uh, bottle of Hofbrau that was at the liquor store. That they take home, that they open, and as we've said earlier, like had no context. No one was telling them about it. They don't know anything about the ingredients. The, the full color way we've been talking about beer and experiences, like having this 
uh, style like in Bavaria or you know having uh, you know your your morning coffee in Paris or whatever mm. it's a full sensory experience it is you can't just completely take it out which is sometimes like well just like having that album on in the background is not of its origin or of its function so uh, uh, typically verbosely what I'm getting at is like Jason was able to wield and weave together like all this great malt character into this beer and if you ask even someone who considers themselves a contemporary enthusiast and they can name like four hop varieties that they know and they're they like and they and then you know if they see an IPA that's even looks like high lie they're like it's malty right. I'm like well what do you mean by that and they're just like well you know heavy and sweet and and trodden and downtrodden and all this stuff uh, lead footed and all this stuff and you're like but in the same way that people come in and they're like anything but no hops you're like but hops don't have to just be stupefyingly bitter they can be fresh and floral and the bitterness is something that while sounding negative if my sentence had no consonants in it it would just be a bunch of blah, blah. <laughs> if you tried to eat guacamole with no chip it's just a mouthful of gloop. Which there's okay a, with. This is this is this is like light and shadow, like in a in a photo. Like the things that give it contrast are what bring out other qualities. Like bitterness is the thing that borders it. So hops do all these things. So malt has all this. Like this beer has all this amazing, like mid, uh, like roasty to not really roasty, like deep, like bread cookies, uh, toffee, um, but it's not overly sweet or heavy. Not at all. And Not I think that that's such a, like, you get all the comfort. That, I mean, these are the Maillard reactions that make us love the food from our childhood or all our comfort foods. As we said, I'm not a food expert, but I love oh. X, you know? Yeah. So um, this, it's been amazing to see a, yeah, Five Alive. <laughs> amazing to see a beer like this. This sold better than Zote the whole first week it came out, oh which is like untouchable for us. This that's beer. insane. People were like looking through, like, it's beautiful. It's got it's beautiful. this like nut colored head. It's like deep red and clear. And when they had a sip, it like it made it come extremely alive. Extremely drinkable. It came extremely alive. Extremely yeah. drinkable. And they're, they're just like, well, I feel like I should parenthetically enjoy German beer, but it's never been real for me, relevant for me. And then that's, but that's, it's made, look, I tell people this beer was made and Nerf balls throw away. It spent its whole life under this roof. And like, I'm serving it for you and we're all enthusiastic about it. And then they're like, wow, I do love it. Yeah. Cause it's not just like, let me, let me play Louis Armstrong for you. And I put my phone up to your face and I play it on YouTube. You're like, or what if like now, what if, but like, but it if you had been, the worst. but, Trust if you, but me, then yes. you're at, you're, you're at talking a, to me at a show <laughs> yes. and the music is so loud. You can't even tell your friend shouting in their ear. This is awesome. It's like the music is enveloping yeah, you. Yeah, let it. You're seeing it happen, saying. and you're there. You're like in for the experience. I and I think that rather than juxtapose, as I said, to the world of people going like uh, three out of five kinds of stuff, like yeah. a little sip. It's like something that really like, my ass, you want. I know. But uh, you, no, but uh, you know, it's a necessary evil. It's that's part where, of. No, but that's where yep. people's frame of mind is right mm -hmm. now. I go to a punk rock festival. I mean, and this episode's coming out at the right time because. We did just go to Fest, and we are part of something like Fest in Gainesville, where last year we were a live podcast recording where we had brewers who were in bands. Kind of, there you go. It opened that door yep. of, like, see people? It makes sense. Brewers are in bands that tour, that are real, like, yeah. that get it. Best brewery, and, uh, brewer's band, Hot Caustic. Hot Caustic. What? Jam really? band, jam band. Okay, we we made it up. Oh wait, no, I was gonna say actually. Oh, you made it up. Wait, 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 wait. Evan, Evan, Evan from, from no, 
Evan, Evan from J-Dubs made it up or at the time. Okay. Yeah, he's like, dude, hot, Maybe, hot, hot caustic. Co- I remember caustic. That's, pretty, that's very punk. That's yeah, punk. it is. Very. Because you can really see funny. that caustic in that yeah. like black, white. Or like just corrosion. They, they had all the yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. logo. They had all, yeah, they had like, like 12 songs, song, song names too. It was like, yeah. dude, you guys got to do something with it. Yeah, they should. But it just They had that, they had that logo. We're going to go see hot caustic, bro. But you, so but you're hard. right. I mean, there here is a three-day <laughs> festival of punk indie hardcore, and it is. You're not gonna be able to yell to the person next to me. But my wife and I, we could just see ourselves immersed in the band, and the band knows it. You're up close with them. That is mm-hmm. what I love about what we do here as what ails is. We are coming to your venue. Mm-hmm. We are now up close and personal with you trying every song yeah. and being so immersed into mm. it and being able to talk about it. Our biggest episode uh, away from the Brewers is already has launched. Uh, we we sat with this gentleman, Frank Turner. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard Frank Turner. Uh, I saw the, you guys. Yeah, yeah the, the folk punk rocker. And, um, and honestly, not for a second did I sit there and think about, holy shit, we're sitting with Frank Turner. This is going to be huge for us. Here was a human being that puts so much into he's brewed beer before like he's done he has a beer he has a few beers now he talks about mental health which is something that we really dive into it's something that we believe in we believe in the the heart and the the humanity of beer as well and it's one of those things that when you when you come here you know it you feel it mm. and i love that and mm. know you knowing what this mural is about which we should get into one thing we didn't get into what is a calusa and why? Why is, is Kalu- it, what is a Calusa? Yeah. So what yeah, is, that's a that's a common question. A lot of people. Yes. And it's funny with the uh, with the uh, California connection, as I mentioned, uh, with uh, uh, Jordy uh, and and Vic was in San Diego for a time as well. Yeah, yeah. And then Jason was from Ventura, like Ventura Oxnard, his whole life. Um, people think, oh, California, USA, like Cal, USA. And I'm like, well, that is a convenient way to tell you how to spell it, but that's actually not really necessarily what it means. Um, you sometimes see it spelled with a more phonetic double O, like Kalusa. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, you'll see. I've never it's, done it's, that, by the way. How have I never I know, done that? I know. I uh, know. Oops. You well, guys you'll just... see. Well, because <laughs> when you see it like that, you'll really want to do it. And there's like Kalusa Elementary. There's Kalusa uh, Dry Cleaners. There's Kalusa. There's a Kalusa Hop Farm in Florida uh, with two O's that we've uh, got. We got some uh, Cascade, I think, from them. Yep. Okay. Whole Flower Cascade for for uh, for a. Uh, Collaborative brew we did with Unseen Creatures recently. No, it was um, it wasn't them. It was uh. Oh, was it uh, Southern Swells? I think so. Oh my gosh, brain fart. Who are gonna so. have was, their? Yeah, yeah, it was um, uh, Hush Money. Oh, it was Hush yeah. Money. I'm Hush sorry. Money. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, Southern Swells. Southern Swells. Hush Money. Love them. IPA. Good shout out to them. Yeah, they're having their three year anniversary. Yeah, on the 18th yeah. of January. Well, a lot of us are in our like junior, right? junior senior year right yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it says Love a lot. It. it says a lot about the the culture and the climate in Florida right now that there's been this huge boom within the last within someone's undergraduate degree. Yeah. yeah. And then when you yeah. see when you go to Cigar City, it says not in Ebor since 2009 or 2008. Mm-hmm. Can't remember. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, that wasn't even that long ago. Taylor just graduated high school. Um, but like, when you're like, yeah, but you're like, I, years, you're like, I very He's much remember against, 2008. <laughs> and this was really now they weren't the first, of course. There was there was Saint Somewhere. There was um, there was Dunedin. There was Sarasota Brewing Company here. There were a lot of other Orlando only had two at that time. But but just thinking about like what Cigar City meant 
for brewer, for outside of Florida, for Florida being seen as like re- relevant or a destination in a larger sense. It wasn't just all local right. business in a way and local innovation as there was really happening. Um, and you're like, well, that really wasn't that long ago. So that means that all of this stuff, like the Beatles were together for eight years. Can you believe that? I just brought that up at Thanksgiving eight years. dinner yeah. where someone didn't believe me. I know. That I said, technically, in music, you blink, you missed it. Yeah. Like, really. And they Absolutely. only played live for they stopped four, after the after years. the white the white album they yeah. didn't do anything after like, that live. Yeah. Like so And I think what I struggle thinking yeah. that Radiohead is like a twenty seven year old band or whatever. And that. I'm like, and to me, I don't think just to me, I don't think it's just my opinion that they're continuing to be so innovative. Oh, okay. Because uh, you know, in, 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 in our in, first episode ever, yeah. I asked the question, what is the most overrated band of all time? Ah. And mine was Radiohead. Is that right? Wow. I know. And I'm bringing it back, and I'm about to get shit for it again after a couple thousand more listeners later. But uh, For your anniversary. Yeah. But here we go, right? Hmm. (laughs) Ha-ha. But for me, Pablo Honey is my favorite record by them. Is that right? It is right. Hmm. And I was like, yes. Because I liked them as a rock band. Yeah. The Benz was fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. Really close. And then, okay, computer, you're losing me. Interesting. And isn't that crazy? Yeah. But now, I'm going to put it out there. I've talked about it. Um, shockingly enough, in the last three years, I've gotten to know this thing called marijuana more. And someone's I've like, I've heard of it. Yeah. And it, someone said, if you you've love not, it, it's a good thing. It comes from the earth. Um, if you've never listened to Okay Computer High, then, and I've never listened to any album, nine o'clock at night, I smoke and. I'm ready for bed. It helps me sleep. I do a lot. I'm busy. Mm-hmm. So that's the main reason why I did. Mm. And then I started tasting it. Mm. And I started feeling this is giving me different flavors and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So listeners know that there will be a What Ails Your version of this happening. Okay, and yeah, yeah. We already have it. Like, until well, we are legal. What, what stones you? Yeah. Oh, no, it's actually a good name. It yeah. is a good uh, name. Because it also deals with how we drink our beer. Mm. And so everything is TM'd already. I'll tell you off the mic, but still, I don't want yeah, people fucking for sure. Well, but I, I like that as what we were talking about earlier about even things that are like the same. That album is technically exactly the same. Every like Victory Prima Pill is a favorite beer of mine. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, you have that beer. It's like it's pretty much gonna be the same or as close as they can get it every time, no matter where you have it. They channel it's it like, in. They make but it. But it's but the same. It's always different. You know, uh, depending on those experiences. I think that's a really good point. And I think what's interesting about art there's an expression that's like you know that things don't change. We change. We change, and right? there, and so it's like you know you'll all of a sudden you'll come you know come back. My one of my buddies, you know, this was back you know gave me like a, like a mix CD of stuff because this was back then, and it and it had oh, the I Smiths and it had the Cure and it had Depeche Mode and Hell Seven. I was just like, this is the worst music of all time. What? Really? Well, okay. Okay. I was like in my oh, yeah. early twenties. Yeah. I was like, Morrissey has the worst voice of all time. Robert Smith is like, I don't know what's happening there at all. And Depeche Mode, I just like, I knew the singles, but I didn't know anything. And then like something just kind of like turned. And I think some of, I, I can't even like talk about how much I love some of it. And it, it, where all of it almost, you know, in this way that I, now it's funny you say that too, because I feel similar about Radiohead, but in a more modern so sense. So what would be a Radiohead album that you... I think the new one is amazing. Moonshape so, Moon Pool. I, okay. think, I think everything from, well... I think Hail to the Thief, In Rainbows, and Mouche Pool are the best. I think they are the best synthesis. You know what's crazy is I've never heard one note off any, any of those. those. Ah. And I saw uh, Tom York's music video that Paul Thomas Anderson directed for Netflix. And now P.T. Anderson's my hero. Magnolia is a perfect film. Mm-hmm. 
perfect film. Probably my favorite film of all time. We need to have a whole other podcast where yeah. like, I drive back to Orlando with Brian and we just talk about this shit. This is easy. So good. Oh my yeah, God. Well, a 10-hour episode. Stick the, the mic on. Yeah. 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 yeah but That's and, it. You know, and the, and the, and the, the first is, person to fall asleep loses. It's over. I love what I love. What I love <laughs> so about what I love about all this time we've all this time that we spent together is stuff that's like it, it's 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 enriching and, and and reinforcing my belief that this is something that is the thing that gives beer relevance uh, and humanity and repeatability is like the, is 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 this dynamism and we talked about it in a simple sense earlier Taylor when you were like I didn't know you could even have a job in beer and there were distributors and there were these people and like the more that you look at it now and we're thinking back to like I was like oh we were in Yakima Valley visiting visiting the farms visiting it touches a ton of different businesses yeah, it economically it's extremely relevant um, we think about it when we were one of the now the other breweries have excellent tap rooms here as well we have a we're in our tap room right now we have a big open room that yeah. people don't expect like when they kind of come in here and you're like this is like the as we said the public face of the company though this is your full color experience of of what it's like to be here we have about almost 80 seats i was just here. gonna ask 70 mm -hmm. to 80 seats yeah okay. and uh and then we I have we have the outdoor area and a gorgeous beer garden i'd say i'd area. say how it's closed off and 60 75 percent of our opening hours i'd say almost all the seats are full now I see this all the time. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, what? And this is not just Florida because people are here on vacation, or some people are retired, or whatever, and they can come and have beer two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. But often we open the door, and people are waiting to get in, because again, we feel like we've been doing the same thing every day for four years. We're just down here. We're at the pavement level. I'm like, hey, what's up? What do you like? But again, your reputation precedes you. The the craft beer in the country and in the region is changing for the better for everyone. There was a, a podcast about 10 years ago. I was driving from Kansas City to St. Louis, and, I, and it was around Thanksgiving, so almost around this time. And they were talking uh, with a, a, a beer expert, air quotes, um, about the new Budweiser American Ale that came oh, out. I remember that. Do you remember yeah. with the burgundy label? Yeah. Brewed yeah. with yeah. Cascade That hops. was right after they got purchased, wasn't it? Uh, the, the buyout, oh, no. Um, I think that Go was Goose right Island acquisition buyout. was 2011. Famously, the InBev. Now they were already like about 75% owned, I believe, foreign owned. Remember, AmBev was Belgian, inter, sorry, uh, Brazilian, Interbrew Belgian, and then uh, and Anheuser Busch, who another another Yakima thing. Like all the hop uh, contracts Keep that they had. Keep rubbing it in that you got to go and we. Did. Well, the hop contracts, <laughs> the, the hop contracts that they had in the Pacific Northwest all moved to Germany. So all the all the families and farms that had been depending on this for so long, now this is also the growth in in aroma and flavor hops that we have now. Are like a lot of those farms have found new purpose in a lot of the craft beer and a lot of the interest that we've already been saying. Um, and so someone asked this person like, "What are what do you make of this American ale? Like, what's going to happen with this?" And like, I I just think people who like Budweiser are not going to like this beer. And people who do like this beer, uh, are, the, the company's not going to experience the kind of brand loyalty they experience with Bud. People who like this beer are going to go try other American pale ales. Yeah. They're going to try Sierra Nevada pale ale and try whatever because craft beer is more like being a music fan. And maybe you're more into classic rock or you're more into this. But like you don't just listen to one band. You may have a favorite band. Yeah. But yeah, like but you no. listen, you're like you're in the classic rock section. And like these are, I like all, I want to taste all these things. And yeah. maybe some are better than others or whatever. But the kind of like this is my local sports team come hell or high water thing with like I just drink Bud. It becomes like part of your identity craft beer doesn't really have that in the same way we 
we gain fans through the three-dimensional kind of um, connection, uh, engagement, social media, totally presence. Uh, and you can have fans, but like I would never. I, I, I was, uh, my wife and I were in Asheville in uh, October, and we got on the plane, ran into some Calusa regulars. They were even wearing a Calusa hat. Oh I'm like, I'm like, hey, Justin, what's up? Then what we then then we then we go to uh, Sierra Nevada. We had been there a few times before, and this trip was our first time. And uh, and at the bar, all of a sudden, someone's like, "Hey, Ed." I'm like, "Hey, Mario." It's Mario and Michelle, two of our regulars. I, I just a, saw them yesterday. We did a eighth state you know? collab, Jason and I, and we're sitting there. We've been in there all day. They open at like noon. We're sitting there, and lo and behold, the first customer that walks in was Fisherman Jay, who poured beer for us at Hunapu Day. Huge <laughs> fan of us. That's his That's name. Awesome. We're sitting there. We're just really? like laid back, watching the brew, and, and yep. he walks in. Ding ding. And we're, he's like. He's like, what the hell? We turn yeah. around and we're like, what the fuck? Jay's so. walking, the first customer. Like, it was cool to like get that, like just crazy. It's so. just, he's like, you only know a thousand people, you know, in your so. life. So everyone's the same, you know. Sierra Nevada. Crazy. Yeah. My wife and I were there. Um, it was either the 31st of December or it was New Year's Day. And, no, it was actually uh, the 30th. We get there December 30th. We just pull up. We put everything in our cabin. And I was like, I want to at least see Sierra Nevada. You have to, you right? You have to. So I get to the bar. What's the first thing I do? Every time I sit down, I have a 10 max. It doesn't fit great in my pocket. I'm only 5'8". So I always do this. And I always have my phone. I don't want anything crashing on my phone. I don't want any liquid on it. My phone is always like that. So it's face down. The logo's there. The bartender's like, hi, is there anything I, I can get you? Here's the menu. Looks down and goes, and I'm like, yeah, um, no, I'm going to look really quick. But uh, he goes, let me get you something. <laughs> and so we're just like, okay, we're just hanging out. Sure, yeah. Comes back and he goes, here, I really want you to taste this. And I'm like, oh, dude, thanks, man. Thank you. And then he goes, uh, and he asks, Jillian, anything I can get you? And we're like, no. So he gets the, I'm like, you know what? I'll try the Brute IPA. It was one that, mm-hmm. was like, the first week it was out at that mm-hmm. time. So I was like, okay. Uh, he goes, by the way, we're totally booked for the, VI, uh, the VIP tours. Did you? did you go ahead and book anything to do a tour? And I go, no, we're just going to get a quick beer. I just kind of want to see the place. He goes, I can get you at five o'clock if that's cool. And he goes, by the way, I love your podcast. And I went, yeah, hey, man. <laughs> I was like, what's but up? Like, but no, I was actually like, no, like we did. We stuck true. It was like three o'clock we were there. But it was one of those moments I went, huh? And he was like, no, I used to live in Tampa. Yeah, he was like, wow. So, Love that. Yeah, and he was like, I would go back and forth mm. and listen to your voice yep. like all the time. Awesome. He goes, as soon as I saw that and you, and you talked, like I heard your voice, I went, oh, that's Quain from the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, And I was like, oh, Jesus. And it happens. Like, yeah. it really yeah. does. This guy's got a fan club with the podcast. Like, forget it, man. Like, honestly, they, they stick yeah. up for you. They love you. Well, you never know. Uh, He's good, by the way. Already. Oh yeah, already uh, responding on the. Oh, you did it! Oh, you yeah. did it! Oh, wow. I took a photo uh, uh, of you working, by the way. It was it was so. two hours too late, but you know. I'm, no, I actually because oh, I thirty six seconds is like you my were like record. Down and I went like this. I snapped a photo of you like working oh, while we we're while hit we're it recording. Up. So <laughs> For those like, who can't awesome. see because uh, microphones and radio, uh, he's our man over here is already reposting and tagging on social media, and knowing all the other social media things he does. And you're awesome, dude. You're killing it. It takes you. It takes you ten seconds. It doesn't surprise me though. So yeah, you guess what? Yeah, social media managers get get on your shit. It takes ten seconds to respond. It's easy. What doesn't surprise Bree as well is that you guys are a pokey stop here, and I'm collecting as many item gift as gifts as I can to send out to people. Nice. (laughs) Because the mural is your 
Pokemon Go. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. So, and yeah. I caught a shiny. Cool. Did you know that? No, no. I, no, I had no I idea. Know. I caught a shiny while we were here. When, so, when, uh, I, uh, when I when I was working at J Dubs across the street, I think J Dubs was like a gym, and like every like three months you there know would the be the terminology. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Every oh. every like three months there'd be a horde of people across <laughs> the street underneath yeah. this tree, and yeah. like the first couple times we're like, what the what are they doing? Oh, the and then days. They're all on their phone, and we're like, and I'm like, dude, I guarantee you that's Pokemon. Like, isn't it totally. hysterical to yeah. see? And you see oh, a hordes of people, of people not yep. communicating yeah. via their mouths. Yep. They're just whatsoever. Like, and they're still, all collectively in the same place. Yep. It's still doing big the same because two thirds of this team. Play Pokemon Go, yeah. so you know it's like. Especially yeah, when you travel. Cool. <laughs> 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 we need to get you off this game. Come on, jeez, what's wrong with you, sister? Um, okay, now that Pokemon Go is out there. Yeah, obviously we can't talk about beer without bringing it. There right literally now. hasn't been an episode in the last six months. Well, I started. Happened. I started talking about beer and travel, and I was like, well, I was traveling. You went to breweries. You went to whatever. Like, well, you got Pokemon Go is a little frosting to on top. To find the gyms. Oh, I, I uh, find the gyms. Find the oh, gems. The gems. gems. No, gyms. it's a gym. No, gym. no it's called gym. a gym. Yeah, not gyms. No, no, I don't get it either. Man. Gym. That's the name. Gym of it. leaders. Fisherman gym. Leaders. See, I stopped playing Pokemon after like yellow. So <laughs> no, 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 no. Red, I red, blue, sword. and yellow. Yeah, red, red was. I actually bought a Game Boy Color in high school and linked it up in the freaking <laughs> football locker room. We're playing. I'm playing sword right now. So it's much in fun. That bag as we speak. I'm not playing right now. <laughs> but probably look. you guys can't see my hands right now. So it just. It, it's um, a video game, Ed. It's I'm just trying game. to. I, 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 as I said earlier, <laughs> I talk. I talk with my hands. I'm just trying not to knock into shit and like bash the table. I'm still doing a lot of gestures. So. So is it shocking to you that only once did we get a <gasps> moment from Ed that went talking with his hands that we that I almost knocked something, something over? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't. Not feel, a fumble. I don't though. feel like I'm clumsy, shit. but my Do wife says I'm clumsy. Do you break things behind the bar, or is it? A- uh, actually, I'm not the worst culprit. I would have to say. Um, I, I think I'm plenty clumsy, and I can never sink holy a basket. Shit. Uh, yeah. Wait, no, out. holy shit! I have not mentioned her name yet. Molly. Oh, Molly. She's still here, right? Molly yes, still Molly's here. How long here? has she been here? But Molly's also been one of our longest standing employees. Right? Yep. yep. Yes. Molly's the most Holy shit. Right? I'm about to text her right now and be like, um, uh, I'm in your building you and how are you, you not should. here? Can it be Molly? How far she, does she live? How far does she no, live? No, she, she's going back from Miami right yeah, now. right now, right? She's in Miami yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. She, she'd be on yeah. the road. Damn it. Come straight here? Because I'm about to ask you guys also, where's good to eat around here? But, um, wait, what? Oh, you're, is, where are you having brunch? Oh, you're food, having brunch. Yeah, we're having lunch. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I did. I had the yeah, like, little tacos. carbonic acid and yeah. light flavor of lime. <laughs> yeah, Go to Reina's Tacos. We bring Raina's all of our tacos. collab guys yeah, to Reina's. Amazing. Okay. Okay. It's off beneath. Yeah, it's 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 going north. It's north so. so. As what, long tacos? as there's no cilantro. tacos. Reina's. Are you? Well, well, street tacos. You gotta ask for another. Do they specialize in cilantro? Seen cilantro. Yeah, they grow their own. Jokes already. I already put that out there, man. I'm I'm putting. They have they have three different types of cilantro. Yeah. So it's we have. I put this in my yeah, Rainas. Okay. Rainas. R e y n a s. Shout out to them there. It's a. Yeah, that place is. Cilantro Garden, which yeah. The joke is over. No, it's not. I said it. Bree repeated it, and you need to go. You need to go. Does it taste like soap to you? Is that what it is? No. So. So it tastes good. You just don't like it. Great. That's the thing. That's why he's a big fan. So here you go. Guess what he's getting for Hanukkah? I I've name dropped this guy before, right? But um. This is so weird. I'm telling the story again. But uh, having, yeah, I love it though. Um, having a late, late, late night dinner um, in New York City, and I'm having a late night dinner with this guy. He said, "Meet me up um, after a fa- film festival I had him at." Uh, he's like, "Hey, if you're ever in New York, let's let's hang out." So I 
end up texting him. We go, he's in Times Square and he goes, look, I know this awesome little place right here that we can go to. This is where everybody goes after they're done cooking or they're chefs. Um, so we sit down and he's, he orders a pitcher of beer and he goes, look, there's no English on the menu. And we go downstairs and it's like 11, 30, 12 and there's all these people at the bar wearing Japanese baseball uniforms because they're cheering for their Japanese baseball team. Oh, hell yeah. That's on TV. So dope. It's fucking nuts. And yeah. It's awesome. He goes, let me just order. And I go, look, I can't eat cilantro. And he goes, fuck you. No one eats cilantro. Why do we have it? It's Anthony Bourdain. What? Yeah. And he goes, nobody should be eating cilantro when it comes to a food that I want you to have. This place does not have it. Wait, wait. You, food. Hold on. For, hold on. Yes, you I'm ate with. It. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. I have. You, Ed. Oh, my God. Would he freak? Oh, yeah. Ed. No, because then he's going to freak and be like, I don't he want ate, that. No. He, he ate food with Anthony Bourdain. It was, and he was, he was, fuck uh, <laughs> you, fuck, that's so shitty, dude, yeah. but it's one of those things, like, like yeah. yeah, so he said, I know it doesn't taste like soap to you, what it tastes like is imagine a horse walking through a cow manure, uh, or like a cow pasture, and you're scraping the manure off their, their hoof, that is what cilantro is, and I went, yeah, he wasn't allergic to it, I'm, I am part of that, it tastes Man. like soap, I, say- I am one of those people, but yeah. It's that he is as accurate as it's ever come that that's what cilantro tastes like. It is caked up shit on the bottom of a horse's hoof. Oh, fuck. That is what it tastes like to me. Everybody else in the world goes, oh, I love it. I love it. And I get it. And I get it that you're allowed to taste it. I can't. I, I, I have that gene. Which is, that's yeah. That's all I wear, genes. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I love that. Peter did not have an answer. You're just like. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I love you, dude. Just wrong. <laughs> We've got the cilantro ice cream I found for you recently. Oh, that sounds yeah. bad. That sounds good. <laughs> so it's an ongoing joke that Queen can't eat cilantro, and I because Bourdain I, told you not to. No, God, it was <laughs> no. way before that. I was like, F this. He just noise. justified. Now you have a leg to stand on. Because he's like, don't let fucking people tell you it tastes like soap. That's so generic. And oh, I feel uh, bad. Now. Yeah. Classic Bourdain. No, not at all. Feel, don't feel bad because you don't have that gene. Right, you yeah, don't. Yeah. The soap thing actually has me going like. Well, who, who eats the shit out of a, like a, like a, not a, what is Gene it effect. called? Genetic defect. What is, what's a soap back in the day? Uh, Ivory. Uh, lice. Ivory. Not lice. 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 I'm done with you. <laughs> Dove. Yellow, red Dove. Irish Spring. Irish Spring. Irish Spring. Irish Spring. There you go. Because well, yeah, it's green. Yeah, yeah. It's green yeah, and yeah, white yeah, mixed yeah, in. Yeah. The lice would eat the dead. All right. Uh, Let's round third because Ed was very sweet in bringing this. Yeah. Oh, well, you know. What I know I, is this pellet. Are we doing a boomerang? Oh. Oh, boomerang. Are we throwing the beer? Cartoon Network boomerang. It'll Hopefully it'll come back. <laughs> and there's a boomerang. They're going in, and they boomed. Um, and they rang. Did it work? There it is. Oh, okay. yeah. Just, rang. you know, the, the purpose of these little beers oh, is often... Fair. One of my friends, oh. Jane, who I love very much... Hi, Jane. She said, uh, you can tell so much about the experience that you just had with someone, the experience that you share by the way that people say goodbye. You know, do they take time to, like, really, you know... Now, you wouldn't do this with maybe your best friend every time or whatever, but there's something about the way that when you're traveling across the state... Or a beer menu, like you know, we started a certain way. We had a couple, like you know, we or the, or the, you have you have your ballad, you have your jammy tune. Um, uh, encores are inevitably very light and whimsical, 
or they're very like intimate and like quieting. Yeah. They're like a tiny world about like what you just experienced. They have to be the way that you deal with like a coda, a goodbye or whatever, something that much like the title or the beginning has to symbolize the entire experience in like a tiny little nugget. And uh, these kinds of beers uh, that, uh, uh, that are another part of the, I wanted to say the trident of what we do, but it really it's a little more, so you know, yeah, like hoppy, sour, barrel aged. Okay, but that's also now 4,000 or 6,000 of the 8,000 breweries are like, those are really interesting parts uh, of, of, of beer and of outputs. Um, but I put that Bach in there too to be like, man, the way that people are innovating with these kinds of styles and the way that it's... That's my golden slumbers right there. Yeah. That nice. is that is my... Nice. Right you now, heard the, I, I'm in Abbey Road. I'm you, in Abbey you, Road You've heard right the uh, Elbow cover of that? You like Elbow? Yes. Yeah. They have a, Guy a new Garvey. album. I know, it's good. It's really good. It's really good. I was, I was say, shocked to shit actually, how good speaking it is. Two weeks of, now it's speaking been out. Of, uh, speaking it's all of, uh, to. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, that that's another debut album that... When I think of when I think of songs like Powder Blue, yeah, I'm no, like yeah. I'm like and, so and scattered black and whites. Because the last time yeah. I listened to Elbow was probably three years ago, it be, you yeah. know, and then here's a new album, and I'm the, like, you guys got you I still know, have it. It's a great, I know, Guy great Garvey is and, and so so anyway, we uh, wait. Are you saying Guy Garvey or Guy Harvey? Guy Garvey, who's which this? One's which? It's, uh, it's High Garvey. Hey, don't listen to him. Uh, don't listen to him. Uh, Guy Harvey. Oh, hi, Garvey. Hi, Garvey. Say hi, oh, hi to Jane. Hi, Molly. Hi, Garvey. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, and, hey. Uh, so anyway, hey, these, these kinds of beers are like are, are also... <laughs> now, I'd be the first person to raise an eyebrow at an Imperial Sweet Stout Asian rum barrels with hazelnut, cacao, coconut... Coffee. Coffee and lactose sugar. Yeah. So, so speaking of... Yeah. So, so, Bree's, so Bree's noticing the so legs. So can we just say... Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl. This, no, actually, Cheers no, to this our. Is not to Her Majesty. Do you, do you have a, this is it? the love you take. This is like, oh. and in the end, the oh, love geez. you make is equal to the love you take. Because it is, awesome. it is only Chris, what Chris an Farley? ounce and a half. Mm, this it is really probably is. yeah, You're right, right. Yeah. So this is the length of the end for me. Abbey oh, Road comes to an end. Scared and excited at the same. Time. But everything it tells you everything. Rum barrel. The nose tells mm-hmm. you everything too. Oh, the noses. Mm. Smells expensive. Smells expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and that would probably be the last thing. Uh, and I can't, I can't chug. I well, chug. Yeah. I can't sip like that. No, that's nothing at all what I was expecting. You're expecting boozy. Yes. You're yeah. expecting yes. like it's gonna knock oh me off my ass. God. This is beautiful. No. This Holy is really beautiful. Shit. We've got a couch. We have five we've bottles. Got a, we've got a couch. In, oh we have five God. bottles left. I think maybe six. I didn't count them. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We've got a couch at <laughs> home that's like very, 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 very deep. You know, like the cushions are almost as deep as this table. And when you get out of it, you really have to get out of it. It's like being enveloped. You're rolling off. You're you're probably in like loose fitting pants in general. You sit down, there's pillows, there's blankets. That kind of like enveloped, uh, the way that I was just saying, like, you know, at at the concert, it really invades your senses. It like grabs hold of you and you have to like... You know, again, you have a ship, but you're on the sea, and it's just going to take you somewhere. Yep. And people are like, this is the experience I'm having. I want a beer to sidecar it. Fine, but this is something that tells you what kind of experience you're going to have. And it preludes it in the nose. It hugs you in the, in the, in the palate, and then the finish is all just like bliss. It the, really the, is. The, 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 the finish. Beautiful. Yeah, and, uh, beautiful. And, uh, and I feel like this is a beer that I would look at and be like, 
I feel like it's I feel like it's kind of low hanging fruit. Where like you know people are gonna love these flavors on a, on a sneaker. It's like it's just delicious. Who cares? But Jason, reference number five, six. Uh, um, I think we're on eight. A, I think we he, are yeah, but nine. he has a way. Nine. He has a way. He has a way of like even taking. We've done our very small share of milkshake IPAs and some some eccentric things that he still makes compelling. Like not just about something wacky. He'll be like, okay, so what's the concept? You know, like, so-and-so wants to throw a bassoon into that punk rock song. I'm going to find a way to make it good. <laughs> and I'm going to listen. Yeah, and, like, and like and you're going to be like, listen. wow, I and never thought that it. that could really work. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, and I'll be the one to talk about it. it uh, nice. Did we say what beer we were drinking? Uh, the, uh, sorry, Mountain and Sea. Uh, Mountain. Ma- Mountain and Sea is one of our imperial sweet stouts. We've made it twice before, once in the, uh, a pretty robust two-pack. Uh, 13. Hey, fuck no. you. Are you freaking Hmm? That was 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what'd you say? 13. 13? Oh, I thought it was 11. Yeah, lucky 13. Oh, shit. Uh, 13. Well, think about 13. 13. 13 is, we were talking about icebox off tape uh, yeah. earlier. It's like, you know, yeah, the, not, it's a little bigger than that, but it's still our, our obligatory hospitable glass of house red is 14.5. And people look and they're like, Zote, 7.5. I'll just have a glass of wine. I'm like, well, that's 14.5. Yeah. That's literally up, twice the alcohol. Yeah. So there is, a, there is a lot of richness. Um, obviously, the, the rum barrels were a special acquisition for this that's one. Uh, they're kind of like, but... I love it. Yeah, this is, this is something that I think we'll make again. Um, Evidently, you should. This is my the, top five, guys, ever. Yeah. Ever, ever, ever. That's I'm high praise. Yeah, she... This, this is, is actually not even one of my styles. Like, boozy, well... It's not really. It doesn't it's have that boozy, feel. That's but not. It, it's but not it at has all. a. I was gonna say like. Yeah. Usually I, that's yeah. where I come off. Like, yeah. oh, I don't need boozy right mm-hmm. now. I know. But, but remember what I said about an encore or something where you're like, it's like a three minute. It's like, uh, yeah, you, Golden Slumbers is a great one. Julia is a great oh, one. Oh, Julia's like my favorite song. That's like my favorite White Album song of all time. It is, and you're like, like and in some ways, it doesn't really do very much. I cry every time I hear it. And like, and like, this was I. I did this. This was one and a half ounces. Yeah. Well. What's crazy is I looked at my phone last night to the the minute when John Lennon was shot. And it was his anniversary yesterday of when he was yeah, shot. Yeah. And I, I was talking to a friend of mine, Josh Bravo. Faith, yeah. We were at work and I'm like, da da, we're talking. And I go, oh, fuck. And he goes, what? And I go, John Lennon was just shot and on this day. And he was like, and I don't remember, what was that, 83? That was a few years ago. No, you said 20. 20- how many years ago? No, because eighty-three, was, right? I think it was earlier because yeah. I was 81? born. I was born in eighty. It was either eighty I was or eighty-one. Five. Yeah, and it was. It was we, like eighty or eighty-one. Because yeah, we it was found like right out, around when I was born. We found out from Howard Cosell, like mm-hmm. the the world found out Howard mm-hmm. Cosell was mm-hmm. doing his um, commentary on an NFL game. Is how everybody found out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I remember looking at my phone and I went, I was at work and I went, oh my god. And he was and he was forty, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. was he at that time? Yes, he was forty. Yeah, something yeah. like you know, like yeah. yeah. The fact that I outlived John Lennon it freaks me out. That's I remember crazy. when I remember uh, Peter. I, I outlived Schubert. He died of syphilis. Poor guy. Oh. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I'm still. You're, you're in. At this point, you're also just like the best ones go that way. Isn't well, it? you're like, True. think of like God, goddamn syphilis. What did, what did syphilis. Keats, what did Keats die at? Twenty five. Did Keats die at twenty five? Yeah. You know, these people where you're like twenty five. What does he know about love? Nothing. And you're like, well, they wrote. Some it's the most lasting stuff about love, about they knew a thing or two. Also, Rest John in peace, Lennon, Juice World. Uh, died. Oh, yeah, Juice World. Oh, yeah, I heard about this, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seizure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Allie from Bay Cannon yeah. Flipped. Yeah. 
she just saw him. I want to say that I was know, the show I, that she just saw. Yeah, I, I, I did say I, I saw it in the news. I don't know who that, that is though. I said I never heard him, but I do understand what you're going through right now because when musicians yeah. pass, I, yeah. it, it was the same one as Scott Hutchinson of Frightened Rabbit when he when he was missing, and I was like, yeah, Scott's gone. He probably he killed himself. It's one of those moments, and then. 36 hours later, you find out he did. He jumped off that the bridge. It was like, fuck. Well, this is, you know, you get to, we're about to or get. Or there we go, Jack Buckley again. Yeah, we're about to get, he was thir- about, uh, he about was, to turn 31, I think. Yeah, he was 30, 31. Um, and then yeah. his dad died when he was younger than him. Exactly. Tim Sam Buckley mm-hmm. dies as a younger age. We're yeah. about to get to the new year, and there's going to be all our New Year's resolutions, many of which from last year I have yet to honor. What was yours? What was it? What was the time? Yeah, time's ticking away. I would. Well, one of them was like I was like I'm going to go to yoga. One of them. I was I'm going to go to yoga. (laughs) I have yet to go to a class all year. You got time, dude. I've been in. I've been in in the past. So Uh, I had one where I was going to pick. I was going to pick like by the week (laughs) and by the month. I was going to pick like different authors, different musicians, and different directors, and only do for an entire month one thing, and then immediately quick and turn and move. And it is in Which way, director like, did you have in mind? I just didn't do any of them. I just, I, I, I think I, went, I meant to be really organized. Were you going to uh, go European? Like, or no, you were just like, I don't care. Some of it was like either stuff that I was familiar with, but I wanted it to be an impetus to discover things I didn't know. Uh, my wife and I have both been in a David Lynch cocoon for about four months. We got to talk. We can't get out of it. We got to talk. I just am like. I almost it, share a birthday. I was two and a half hours away. It's touching everything in, in in life right now. So, what's your favorite that, David Lynch film? This was asked. Now, I haven't seen the entire catalog. That's one oh, of the, that's okay, one of the so reasons let's, why. Really quick. Well, we, this is maybe for our Orlando trip, though. Because, uh, because I love because, this Orlando because, trip. Because, because, but, because I, 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 I can I, film it. The point that I the point yeah. that I wanted to make was you're going to get to the end of the year. Like, here's what happened this year, and then there's going to be this thing of like, look who passed away this year. And remember a couple years ago, and it's like Prince. Carrie Fisher, David Bowie. It's always these carriers of culture in this way. This is not like who was the head of like so-and-so bank, who was the head of whatever. Oh, it's like, it. it's yeah, people yeah, that yeah. like, and that an inspired artist, our lives. Well, an artist is someone, you know, who, who symbolizes something that we all kind of feel. They express something that we all feel in a way, in a way that we, we wrap around. And like, that's why it means something. When I think of the people who come in to Calusa at the end of a work day or whatever, or they come here and they spend you know the prices I think are weirdly good, uh, but um, you know they'll come it's in. An interesting and, way and, and, and yeah, sometimes the people look at our prices and rather than being like, "What a deal," they'd be like, "Wow, your prices are really cheap." Huh. Uh, in a way that not that it devalued the product in any way, but they were just sort of like, "Wow, this seems." Um, and uh, and so you know they're spending their money here, they're spending their time here, and you're like, "What is the point of that?" You know, and, and, and again, in juxtaposition of the flavors of beer, this is all just about exploration. It's about Pokemon. It's about ticking things. You know, uh, there's that British documentary, Tickers. Uh, yeah. Uh, about yeah. just people who yeah. tick beers and try to acquire Tickers got a tick. Beer. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I think, the, and, the, and, and the kind of like a little, a, a more earthbound, like alternative to that are the people who come in and maybe they do drink the same beer every time or they try, they're happy to try. All the people who are drinking hazy IPAs here for the last three years unequivocally, uh, unequivocally now um, are, are drinking the Bach, are yeah. drinking the, the, yeah. the, the, we got two different Pilsners, our dry hot pills and our German pills. And they're like, they're discovering these flavors for the first time. They're discovering them in a in a way that you're just like, yeah, 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 I'm from Sarasota, Siesta Key is very beautiful, whatever, but they're like, but we really love going to Calusa. We love the people who are there. They never make a bad beer. They would definitely pour it out if they did. 
Um, and I think that that currency and, and that uh, inspiration is what I know. I love coming to work every day because of that too. You, do. you know, I do. I it's all. It's always. It's always something different. Even from the people you see every day, even from the beers you see every day. And I, I, the one lament is I don't get to travel as much as I used to. Because I used to, people come in here, they're like, I'm from blah, 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 Wisconsin. I'm from here, I'm from here, I'm from here. And I'm like, oh, I've been there. How about this cafe? How about this brewery? They're like, how do you know about that? I'm like, well, I used to travel a lot. Yeah. And I used to like yeah. seek out these breweries. And I was saying earlier about people's loyalty to like a sports team. People have this like such pride around their local beers. Yeah, their local a, breweries. I have a, a sports team on my, on my arm. What is now, it? It's my puppy. But my, my dog Shankly is named after Bill Shankly. Fr- frankly, Mr. Shankly? That's I the Smith. That's the Smith. That. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. But I mean, and I get that. And yes, frankly, Mr. Shankly is. You are a flashlight pain in the ass. It, it is my top 10 <laughs> Smith songs. But um, Shankly is named after Bill Shankly. He was a Liverpool manager from the, the 50s to the oh, early 70s. Yeah, now you're talking though. So, yeah, but Liverpool Football Club is 20 seasons now, my blood. I actually played the song You'll Never Walk Alone at work yesterday. I had a random guy walk up to me. Hug, he just goes, who's playing this song right here? And I was like, <laughs> sorry, that would be me. Because somebody asked me, sorry. sorry. And, he goes, and he goes, come here, I need a hug. And he was a ticket holder for Shh. years. So David, if you're listening, because he's like, I'll look at your podcast. Is that your British impression? Fuck off, That was man. pretty good. <laughs> Thank oh. you. You can <laughs> step like, off over there. This song here. He likes, he <laughs> likes to make fun of me. Like Dick and, Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. All right, all right, a little bit, a lot. Like well, I don't like think a, he did a bad job. Wasn't that, in there. He did a little, that wasn't totally comedy. Yeah, Let's give I mean, him some slack. You know, and it's not like, you know, uh, Pickering and, oh no, the dad in My Fair Lady. Wait a little bit of luck. luck. You know, so. Um, <laughs> Wait a little bit of luck. Yeah, so, they just drop as many letters as possible. Just get him to the, the church on time. He's happy. Yeah. That's but, how uh, people do British accents. They just drop as many letters as possible from random words. But uh, and when he heard you'll the never bottom walk of the alone. bottle. The bottom <laughs> of the bottle. Go. The guy, like, brought me in <laughs> for the biggest the hug. And the reason why I played the song is an eight-year-old kid asked me what my favorite song of all time is. I don't even know that song. You'll Never Walk Alone? Who? Jerry and the Pacemakers, okay. 1963. And <laughs> that from uh, Wayne's World's like, you know, I actually think they have Pacemakers by now. But <laughs> it's actually from the musical Carousel. It is from oh, okay. the musical Carousel. Yeah. And uh, so it, every time the boys uh, get on the pitch of Liverpool since 63, every game, even if the, the speakers are broken, all, all fans know that at this moment we are going to sing You'll Never Walk Alone. Huh. And it is one of those... You have never felt people singing to give you chills, to make you cry, like you are at Anfield hearing you'll Hmm. never walk alone. And I don't give a shit if Arsenal, Manchester United, Man City, Tottenham supporters are listening right now. I don't care. You know what I'm talking about. You're talking about the greatest club, Tottenham? Yeah. The white my my fair lady reference. I bought my Tottenham Colt Road. There you go. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. So that is amazing. That is Spot a, on British accent, yeah, by the way. That was really good. It's one of my favorite films ever. Yeah. I am seeing the play in March or May. Uh, how I've, long never, I've never seen the film. I just know the musical. The musical's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Do you ever like so. play a game where you just get him drunk and yell out random things for him to do voiceovers? <laughs> so, so we we go to his house. And we have, we do like a um, uh, porch drinking where he has a he has a nice porch. Just redid it. There's a fucking fridge and couple couches we just hang out and drink beers like uh, usually good doesn't, drink, wake, doesn't good wake my wife or son up it's great yep so we I stay out there love that. i don't have to he, he just happens it just does i love that. Like, hashtag beer porch so, beer porch yeah. let's do it right oh beer, beer uh, how long do you think this podcast has been going how long do you think we've been recording for uh two hours and 15 minutes 
Mine's two two thirty seven. Okay. I'm gonna go for two. Ooh, I'm gonna go in between. I'm gonna do the prices right there. I'm gonna go for two twenty. Okay. Two. Two. Two minutes. This has been two hours and nine minutes. Oh, I was damn close. Who did and I was gonna say, was this the shortest conversation you ever had? But uh, no, I was <laughs> awesome. good. Thank you. People hey, usually a, sh- a, sh- a shift behind the bar is five People hours. People usually so. cut me off. Most, so, most of I would my, never. I, said, I would never. Most of my talking is more like speed dating. I'm like, I was like, hey, how are the beers? Blah blah. It's just like, it's like, wow, that's the way the cookie crumbles, and then I just move on. <laughs> You know, like, you know, like I'll just like, like, like my my conversations are like my beer descriptions. I get like two sentences for like maximum. And what's your last name? Okay, bye. See ya. Like, one, I had this. I, this is kind of a funny, funny little tidbit. Is that whenever I do growlers, and I'll be like Zote seven point five. I flip it over, and I'll usually do a joke on that person's name or like last name. So there's this guy, Jake. Oh, I don't want to say his name. Uh, oh uh, no! Oh wait, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. use him now because I said his first name. Yeah. Was that from Principal Skinner? Who's like certain agitator for privacy's sake? We'll call her Lisa S. No, wait, that's too obvious. Let's say L. Simpson. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't want to do that. So, but I was doing. What did I do for? Uh, what Big did I do for him? this guy whose last name was Austin? Yes. And then I kept saying oh, like, and I'm just yes. like, I'm like Stone Cold Austin. And then I was like, I was like Austin City Limits, or I'm doing like everything I could think of. And then he like never noticed them. And then one time I was like, "You notice those things I do?" He's like, "Or I was like, Austin, what's the plan?" You know, <laughs> I never like, noticed. Like first thing I'm gonna plan and soil myself. Noticed. Then I'm gonna regroup and come up with a new plan. Um, but like, yeah, this is like a little joke I'll do with customers. And some people are just like, "What?" You know. But like, or you know, Matt. This is my dad's jokes. You know, like Matt comes in, I'm like, Matthew. Like every time you're like, these terrible dad jokes. <laughs> He's always like, okay, and. You know, my parents were both in public education, and I'm like, how did you oh, remember, remember all these names? Seriously? Kids, years, my dad, 40 years ago, he remembers all these kids' names. Yep. So people come in, uh, I don't want to say their names again, but they, you know, they, come, they came in and their last name, uh, the gal's name is, is Tamara. And I remember she was like, Tamara, camera, like think like camera. I had seen them like a year. So they come in, I said their first name, last name, spelled it right, said Tamara. She's like, how did you remember that? I'm like. You just... It's, in, it's incredible. Blood. People are like, how does he know? I'm like, I, I don't know. I one can't guy, do that. One guy. When you say your name, I just like... Blood. I don't want to say his last name again, but no, Matt, he was, like, he was legitimately yeah. creeped out that I remembered his name. <laughs> like, he was actually just like... Uh, he no, he was like uncomfortable. Drop like, the marker. I, he's like, I've been here oh, like once, back. and that was like three months ago, and I was like, what? Well, I saw your credit card. And I entered, <laughs> I entered it in like don't many times. Yeah, don't, don't ever say that. Well, no, he hands me his credit card. And it's like in the tab. I keep seeing it, keep seeing it. And then my dad told me the trick is like you use the names, learn the name, use the name, just keep using it. Yep. And like, and that's that. That's a, an important bond too. Because someone asked me like, well, do you like the work? You like the work, Clues? I'm like, the work is just like being a beer vending machine. Like I you know, like you need someone like in between. That's yeah. another Homer thing. Where it's like, couldn't they find some uh, post to hold that sign? Like someone's like holding a sign. It's like, couldn't they find a post for that? Like, oh. can't they just have a, a button to push that pours you a beer? It's like, yeah, but that's not what my point is. Like, I don't love bartending. I probably wouldn't even tend bar anywhere else. I love you this company. In. I love, I love, and I'm loyal to Calusa. Uh, I don't want to, you know, to no end, but my real loyalty is in everything we've been talking about today. It's about the people, it's about the experience, about the flavor, the providence, the history, the brewing, like I, I, making that full color is like, that's what I want to do. So, and I, and I think that that's something that drives, you mentioned the creativity. Benny's over there listening to us. He's heading. Hi, Benny. These are our guys. This is our team. This is the hive mind we've been talking about. When you talk about Calusa, did we ever answer that question? I no, was like, Calusa Directly. Ah, 
They, uh, Calusa were a uh, historical West Coast Indian tribe. Uh, they, as I said to Peter earlier, famously Ponce de Leon died of his wounds yeah. after meeting them. They were a warrior culture. Um, they were, 100% um, of their sustenance was from the Gulf. They didn't have any uh, agriculture of any kind. A lot of their masks or their things can be kind of subtle parts of our branding, but it's more about water culture and the history of the region in a way that it was meant to be evocative of. Um, so she taught me something up until now. I had no idea that's how he died. Yeah. Like, I thought it was like syphilis or something. I, what is it with you and syphilis? Well, he's he's trying to get rid of it. Along with, hot, it you. Yeah, along with hot caustic. That's, that's yeah. got to be a punk band. Yeah. Yeah. Hot, hot caustic, caustic, caustic and <laughs> sweet syphilis. In the syphilis is... <laughs> That's, so it's or, maybe that, maybe, or maybe that's their, their hit single. What, you know what I love about you, too, is that you asked. He goes, did I ever answer that? Because I was going to go, all right, guys, so this is the end of the podcast, by the way. What the hell is Calusamine? Yeah, what's Calusamine? <laughs> so I was going to do so, that. Yeah. But you brought oh, yeah. it, and I, I love it. Um, <laughs> it's like beer, bubbly, delicious, verdict? Like, no, end the podcast. All right. And, and goodbye. Um, and scene. Love you guys. Full stop. Thank you. Good British term there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Anything for 2020. Anything for 2020. Shoot it out there. Oh, there's a thing called Centermost Point that's happening. Yes. You guys yes. are coming to Orlando, right? Yes. Most definitely. He's I'm giving sure. that face like, you're not going. You it's should. Nice don't worry. We'll, we'll talk off the mic. But I, I, yeah. don't, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I got I to confirm it with the dudes, but I um, kind of spurted in there this morning. We're pretty much We were at 90 in. this morning. It sounds like maybe 95% that 94 were good. And a half, 97 and a half. And yeah, a half. Yeah. We're, it's getting up there. Yeah. So it's a beer fest that we do. So it's an Sweet. invitational that we do. Can I, uh, I would yeah. love for yeah. you to be there, which <laughs> off the mic we're going to talk about. Okay. Because there is something I would like to talk to you about that is wrapped into what Centermost Point does. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, what ails you throws it, so it's Gosh. in that nature. 2020. What do you think, Taylor? Close, Dude, I, I got a brewing company. Going April's your four year. What's four years looking like? Yeah. You're about to graduate. Yeah, we are. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to centrifuge. That, that was locked in that's last fun. week. So that's yeah. we're graduating to that. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, doing the same things we've been doing and keeping our, you know, priorities straight is important not doing mm. you know yeah i just doing more I, I'll, of the I'll, same i'll say i'll say i hope that we continue you know uh this year we got a lot of stuff sleeping in some wine barrels yeah uh, we are more judicious about the wine barrel releases oh, I love um, that. and yeah. they are oh. so exceptional uh, i have to say and we don't do them how's enough your wine palette how's your wine palette that was something I was going to ask way earlier, like six days ago when we started this. But um, no, I was going to ask like an hour ago. Yeah. Because you mean, talked about Cicerone before. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about Salmonier? Is it something that your palate is exceptional? One of my, it it's funny, my friend, uh, my, my friend, my friend Mark, who is the one who eventually pushed me into home brewing, and he's one of my best lifelong friends. We've been friends for 24 years. Uh, he uh, uh, has his PhD in acoustics. He's got an international company patented, some sort of thing that I know nothing about. Um, and uh, he uh, had a little downtime and decided, knowing nothing about wine, to get his sommelier certification and got it in six weeks. Holy oh, shit. Wow. Shot. Six yeah. weeks? Up. Yeah. Oh, that's a what? documentary a waiting to happen. Uh, and, 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 you know, and, Wait, and it was so funny. Six weeks. Holy I, shit. I'm going to embarrass him only a little bit that there was oh. a guy who came in at the Moat Aquarium here in Sarasota. It's a very well-known aquarium, but also yeah. like a big uh, 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 kind of ecological and aquatic uh, research, uh, uh, research and resource. 
And this guy came in and he had something on his business card that I was like, oh, it looks like a kind of like an aquatic business. He's like, well, I do this. I was like, oh, I got a friend who does something like that. You know, installs like wind farms in Scandinavia and deals with the underwater sound reverberations and blah blah. And he's, he's, like, he's like, he's like, oh, you know, I met that guy at a conference in Budapest. He was giving me some shit about like coffee and like if it, you know brewing coffee if it touches metal I can taste it you know and like it only needs to touch glass and whatever and I was like I was like that's definitely the guy and he knows this guy <laughs> who grew up a few streets away from me we've been friends forever he knows this shit so yeah so he came to visit we stocked our whole house with wine I got I got interested in wine about 10 years ago um the way that I think about it in here, we get people who are like, they're beer drinkers, they don't drink wine. Or more often, wine drinkers who won't even taste beer. And I'm like, deliciousness right. and flavor is not something that has a boundary in this way that you can appreciate an ocean uh, sunset and a mountain vista. You may have a preference, but your ability to like tell if one thing, like you don't just like, I can pick out an apple, but when it comes to avocados, I can't tell if they're rotten or not. You can tell. Yeah. Like, this is like, this is not something that has a boundary. So it's like flavor is something that's in, you can appreciate, you can have your preferences, but it's like, you, you, if you like beer, you like delicious things, then you like wine. If you like wine, it's, it's not categorical in that way. I think that That's wine is an exercise that. in subtlety in the way that people who are very into classical music or violin are willing to pay $3 million for a Stradivarius or 30,000 or 300,000 or 3,000 people are like, it just sounds like violin. They're right. And then as you go up and up and up and up and up the scale, the difference will become more and more minute. And it's more about these tiny little changes. So when you're getting into it, it can feel like, why would anyone pay $20,000 for a violin bow? You're like, well, why would anyone pay blah, blah, blah for this car or this shirt or this, this brand of cheese? We were talking about cheese minus goat cheese earlier. Um, um, so it, it's very similar to that. I'll say, Wine has my curiosity, but not my heart in the way that beer does. Henry Rollins has a sound system in his house. How much do you think he would have spent? Henry Rollins, Henry Rollins. Mm-hmm. Can't get used to him with the white hair, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I, right? I know, just like seeing like, it. Now he has a podcast it's, it's with weird. white hair. I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down I feel on like that he hair. could be like Sam Kellogg's cousin from uh, Dogfish or something. They're both like right. these kind of like hunky, <laughs> yeah. friendly guys. Yeah. You know, it's like, but I mean, Henry's so got this kind of like, like, whoosh, like, you know, like, like a anvil style brow here um, is his punk sound rock as you get like you got black you yeah, know you got yeah. black flag like who just drank fucking the shittiest beer one two three four his sound system at home how much do i think it's worth uh i got there's a guy who comes in who does like really really high-end okay, audio and i, I like was this. i was stunned with first of all because i mean my my audio ability gets into like tube amps and past that i'm like I'm not sure I understand. I understand vinyl, okay, whatever. I love my vinyl. But the I stuff, but the stuff that he was doing, when it gets into the tens of thousands, um, Henry Rollins, I could see it being 50 grand. $200,000 worth, like, and that is his, you're in my room, the, his little man cave with his vinyl. $200,000, Henry Rollins. That is one. Awesome. <laughs> I don't want to say I don't want to say douchebag. I want to say enthusiast. That is one in one luxury. I always thought the guy was a no, no, not not him, but no. not, not him. Oh, I mean, damn, but I that that two hundred thousand dollars were like holy shit. Like, but that could be one car collector's one yeah. car, one car. Yeah, true. One true. car in their collection. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like so for something that's, that's like your true. main. You know I mean? That is true. You know, when people like ask me, right. like and he's got the money. People ask me how much my base costs. That's two hundred. I'm like, I'm like, it's more than you're expecting. But it's like probably it's probably yeah, or it's probably like as much as like you with like your you know your uh, 
uh, your pest control van cost. You drive around in a van, you had to buy it. How much does it cost? It's like something yep. you need for your business. Yep. This is not like in the world of like add guac to that. I'm like, mm, that's $3 extra. Not, not in the way that we think <laughs> about money. It worth it yeah just, well i push time. the cilantro over i do <laughs> you're like i'm the asshole that takes the tip of the chip and goes move over and jillian's happy you don't She's touch like, it with I your get. fingers well no, then your fingers smell yeah. like cilantro for the rest of the day and then good answer yeah. hey, I, I love cilantro that's, that's yeah, i love cilantro so so we'll leave it at that we'll leave it at um, that. guys i love you thank you this yeah. was amazing yes. really what did i just do i just banged the table yes you did we're looking forward to hopefully we can do something else together either here or elsewhere and turn off these mics and let's talk about that so yeah yeah where's the off button all right guys all right guys thank you so much talk to you soon Hasta vista. Hasta la pasta. This is how it comes out. Yep. Wasn't lying. Um, And it's the first time you get to hear, frankly, Mr. Shankly being mentioned on the podcast. So... And a few of you actually have come up to me asking me if that's where Shankly got his name besides Bill Bill Shankly. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was, you know, we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you because I love the Smiths. And uh, frankly, Mr. Shankly is a great song. Uh, there you go. Calusa. So huge thank you again to Taylor and Ed. Uh, you'll get to see them January 18th. And Ed and I have a, if he's down with it, he said he is. And we'll have to definitely uh, plug some shit to make it work. But uh Kind of want to do a video with him at the at the centermost point actual uh, beer fest during the festival, and I thought it'd be a real fun way to educate and inform people on uh, better beer festing. So we're going to be doing that, um, dude. Guys, the beers are insane; they really are. And if you're in Florida by now, you know it. Uh, they're having their fourth year in April, but it's it's more than that. It is actually like they said with the tap room and and just. The, what Sarasota is and, and the engagement that they have and the, the approach that they have and, and the ed that they have and the tailor that they have to put it out there. What you see is what you get. And it is between Ed's knowledge, his passion and his love and his just wanting to be there shows. And then Taylor's way of posting and promoting and putting himself out there. And I'm not kidding. Like a lot of these beer influencers we are seeing a lot of the same thing, and I noticed that uh, just a lot is falling off, I think, with uh, with Instagram and Facebook when it comes to beer, and maybe it's also what we're looking at with how they're doing things now with Instagram and, and Facebook. But at the end of the day, it is one thing to see someone like Taylor really just going we got to get this shot right. And while we were there, Benny just doing the photos and getting everything done. And and it was just awesome to watch someone take photos and then run to their, their computer, going right into either Photoshop, Affinity, whatever he was using, and then editing right there on the fly, enough to while before we even get home, there's photos posted. Uh, it was great. And I'm talking to Taylor right now as we speak, saying like, like I'm already posting. I'm like, yeah, I know you are. And this is awesome. And Ed's already posting and he is. And I, I I'm mind blown. Um, so yeah, centermost point that festival is coming. And at this point now we've announced, I think 11 of the breweries, um, at launch. Now, I think we have about eight, 16 to 17 breweries named close to being one of them, but we're, we're saying welcome to the party guys, because you have not been there yet. Uh, it's their first time going to be there. Ology's first time going to be here at the festival. So we're welcoming new ones deep. Ardwolf, 
uh, Rev. There are some really good friends coming that we haven't had at the festival yet. And it's just really cool to have them back. I mean, uh, here and then have our friends back that, that are coming back. So centermost point, um, tickets are really going crazy right now, guys. So a thank you and B get them because if, if you're listening to this before the early bird tickets are either sold out or they're done, um, I hope you did get early bird tickets because saving $10 is amazing. And at the end of the day, also regular price tickets are amazing as well. Keeping it very intimate, guys. We're still going to have a limited amount of tickets. It will, It is going to be a sellout. Like, honestly, not saying like right now it is, but it's one of those things like, honestly, we're not trying to pack it in. We're keeping it intimate. We're keeping it to where you guys have time to get in line, talk to the brewers, get in line, enjoy a beer, get in line and know that there's merch available from those breweries. We want them to sell merch there. We want them to make money as as much as they can. And we're paying them to be there. We're putting them up. So this is one of those things like there's a reason why we're selling a limited amount of tickets and it's to help them as breweries coming here to pour beer. Breweries that don't like they're, they're not Orlando breweries. They're from out of state, out of city. And this is for them to to let the Orlando brewers enjoy beers that they don't get normally. So that's why we do it. And also there is a Orlando beer festival that goes on already that on the, the opening weekend of Orlando beer week. And now we are the tail end of Orlando beer week guys like listening to what's going on to Orlando beer week right now, while we were on our way to Sarasota, Bree filling me in. And then I had Peter filling me in on things that are going on. I have to focus on centermost point. I love the idea of how we started this all with Orlando beer week. Attend, be part of it. It's going to be amazing. Um, thank you again to everybody over at Calusa. We love you. So again, uh, Taylor, Ed, Vin, Jason, Molly, Benny, you're killing it. We love you. Uh, anything that you need from us, uh, we'll bend over backwards as always, like we do for every brewery, but honestly, God, you guys are killing it. Um, thank you also to Bree and Peter. It was a good trip. Sorry if feeling under the weather, uh, try not to, at least I'm getting it now. And now the weather's changing to get hotter. My body's going to feel it. And then also thank you to sad myth. Always, always killing it with the beats that you got right now. I don't know what song he's playing right now. It's up to him. He does it. So he edits it. He has to hear my voice for a few hours. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Guys, we appreciate you. We love you. That's Shankly's feet walking behind me in uh, Shankly Studios. Uh, Also, we have some news coming up soon. So no Taster Tuesday this week because uh, we got we got a few that we're going to be recording soon and uh, had a good talk with some people that are doing the food for Centermost Point. And I think we got something massive really coming up. So a lunch is happening there. And uh, and we're going to be talking to a lot of the people helping and sponsoring and, and loving us for Centermost Point. And hell, fuck it. Let's get them to sponsor all year round because guess what? Needs to happen, guys, because this is, this is getting better. Um, all right. We appreciate you. If we will talk to you before Hanukkah, we'll talk to you before Christmas. Um, enjoy it. Enjoy enjoy the week. Enjoy the weekend. Get your tickets at Centermost Point. You'll find it on Facebook. You can find Centermost Point on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find what ails you on, on Facebook and Instagram as well. Don't forget to follow Peter. Follow Bree. Follow the love. I'm going to tell you that right now, guys. Uh, love yourself. All right. We'll talk to you later.